Welcome to the Garbage Fire Podcast, aka MFKS Radio, on the airwaves dial at 487.52. Your pod is hosted by Kelsey, who has heard the call of the wild, and Megan, who is shocked and appalled that Kelsey doesn't like Jeremy Renner. The Garbage Fire Pod is all about being unironically passionate to the point that you would dive into the dumpster for the things that you love. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. It has been. <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, maybe if somebody hadn't gone to see her husband, we could have done this, like, on Friday or Saturday. I've... No complaints. It's okay. I'm happy. Well, that's good. Now I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad that you got to go see him. That's good. Me too. Do you want to talk about hockey stuff first before all that stuff? Yeah, let's talk about hockey. Um, so Chris Russell is a UFA, mm-hmm. and he's like a bottom-pairing defenseman at best. Maybe a number four. Sure. On like a shitty team. On the Colorado Avalanche. Or the Oilers. Um, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> well, it's where he played, so I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a real good inside joke if you heard what we talked about before. Yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah, there's lots to talk about, like, whether or not he should be re-signed. And, like, some uh, hockey men, some of the 200 hockey men that <laughs> exist out there, probably think that he should be re-signed for a whole lot of money and a whole lot of term. And I say, no, sir. No, he should not. No, sirs. Yeah. Be- because... You could probably spend a little bit more money and get somebody better, or spend less money and get someone just as good. <laughs> you could say get someone worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you could obviously spend less money and get someone worse, but, like, you could spend a little bit more money and get somebody um, better, or spend the kind of the same and probably end up getting someone who's better. Do you think it's worth the gamble? I think, uh, see, maybe, I don't know. The thing is, I think, like, if they're going to resign him, it should be, like, a two-year deal max. Yeah. Um, and keep it as low as they can dollar-wise so that when they do the thing with Connor's contract and Leon's contract and whatever the hell they're going to do, then they have, like, some wiggle room. Yeah. That would be my... That would be my preference. But, like, mm-hmm. I'm not a GM because I'm not a hockey man, so... <laughs> <laughs> when do we have to start paying Pat's salary in full? Uh, after this year. Okay, so we still, like... Next like season? next season, yeah, we start paying. Yeah, so okay. that's gonna cost some too. Bit, if yeah. Charlie decides that Pat Maroon having a horseshoe up his ass is worth a whole bunch of money, because mm. he's definitely playing above his pay grade. What's Pouliot getting paid? Too much, four million dollars a year. What? Yeah, that line um, of uh, Pouliot and Jordan Everly and uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins um, was sixteen million dollars worth of <laughs> garbage. Um, it was worse, though, when Lucic was playing on that left wing instead yeah. of Pouliot, because that's uh, $18 million worth of trash. I honestly... This is how effective Pouliot was this year. Didn't really realize he was still on the team. <laughs> well, he was hurt for a while. and but then he played all playoffs. Yeah, right? but he was hurt for a while, like, in the regular season, and I, then it dawned on me, like, oh, I haven't seen Pouliot in a while. And then I was like, oh, he's hurt. Question <laughs> mark? I legitimately did not know. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so I've I don't know, Chris Russell, he uh he did the job that he had to do, I think. And I think as a stopgap for a year, uh I feel like that's something. Um I know a guy who I don't know if he, if Chris Russell is his cousin or if Chris Russell's wife is his cousin. Um but I know that they're expecting and like they want to stay Oh yeah. in Alberta. And like that's totally reasonable. I think So you think they have motivation to take less? There might be. And if that's the case then sure. Um but, like, people that are talking about him signing, like, a four-year deal at $3.5 million a year or whatever, like, let's just slow our roll a little tiny bit. Yeah, I don't Because that's a lot of money. I don't see what benefit there is there. No. Um, 
but yeah, I uh, there's lots of conversation about Chris Russell on the interwebs, and it's funny to me. Because I like Oilers off-season Twitter a lot more than I liked Oilers in-season Twitter this year. But also... Because it's familiar and comfortable and I like it. Because <laughs> people are just uh, grousing about shit. But also, like, I think this is the second time we've talked about Chris Russell. Yep. I think we could have capped it at the first time. We probably could have. But I just, I want to <laughs> just... How much is there to say There's a lot him? more to say about him, apparently, because um. it's been on my Twitter timeline every day for the last ten. Yeah. But whether or not he's any good, the answer is sort of. Question mark? I mean, he's a better hockey player than, like, a lot of people. Because he plays... In terms like, of statistics? Yes, and like, yes, but, like... Sure. Yeah, no, he's not worth three and a half million dollars. But then this morning, um, I saw someone talk about, like, Cam Fowler in Anaheim. And how, I don't remember who it was, figured he was, like, a $56 million man. So, like, eight Ooh. by seven. And I was like, Cam Fowler's not that good. Um, eight by seven. So if Cam Fowler... Is that good? That's sort of like the opposite of what happened in the Wall Street crash in 2008 <laughs> or 2007. Or, no, really. But like like just valuing, like misvaluing things, right? Like if Cam Fowler is oh, worth that God. much money, then that skews the market for everybody else. But it's also hashtag capitalism. Of course. And it's a business. Yeah. And they're in it to make as much money as possible. Yeah. Just like the owners are in it to make as much money as possible. But, like, couldn't you probably maybe make more money in, like, revenue and stuff if you didn't pay Chris Russell three and a half million dollars a year? Like, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. Also, he's not, like, selling jerseys. No. No. People are, like, covering up their hall jerseys with, like, masking tape. Oh, my God. Don't talk to me about that. I'm just saying. That is horrific. But they're not buying Chris Russell jerseys. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right? <I> <laughs> like, they're making their own Chris Russell jerseys because they already spent $300 on a Taylor Hall jersey. Yeah. As they should have. As they 100% should have. Right? So, like, I don't know. Two years, two and a half, maybe three, I could take that. Any more than that, I think, is too much. Like, any more in terms of term or money. I think, I think Yeah, I think you have to value what, what role does he play on the team and what are you willing to give him less so than what role do you want Leon and Connor to play on the team in the future. Well, and also the conversation, too, now that we know that Sekra is hurt and is going to be out for oh, yeah, six months or whatever, months, yeah. whatever it's going to be, six months? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Nine months? I don't know. It's going to be a long time. That should in no way shape the deal that Chris Russell gets. No, but it will. It will. Because hockey men. it will. Yeah. That's what they do. Very short-sighted. Um, very short-sighted, yes. Um, something, something, price you have to pay, something, something. <laughs> So, and uh, justifies to mean something, something, something. So whatever, yeah. <laughs> Would like to point out that at the end of the day, the Oilers and the New Jersey Devils won the same number of Stanley Cups this year. Yes. Just going to leave it at that. Okay. Let's talk about Ryan Getzlaff for a sec. Go ahead. I haven't seen any playoffs, so I don't really know what's um, So, okay. So last week, I don't know. It's Wednesday today. By the way, you might hear the rain pouring because it's been raining all day. I apologize for that. I don't know how to edit that sound out, so it's not going to happen. <laughs> you may also hear some, like, clinking. Clinking. That's Kelsey playing with uh, some sour candies. <laughs> 100 purse sour candies that I found. <laughs> that she bought last night when we went to see King Arthur, which we're going to talk about later. Oh, we're going to talk about it. Oh, we're it. definitely going to talk about it. Uh, we're going to recreate <laughs> what happened. In the movie, when Charlie Hunnam took oh. off his shirt. It was incredible. Um, Get ready for some acting. <laughs> so, Ryan Getzlaff, last week, I guess, um, he uh, said, he called a ref, apparently, a cocksucker. I'm not surprised, but continue. Right, okay, so, I mean, I understand 
but when you're angry, you say stuff that maybe previously you've only ever thought. Mm-hmm. But I don't agree with the justification that, like, oh, it was just in the heat of the moment. It didn't mean anything. Because um, I sort of feel like being angry is like being drunk when it comes to saying stuff. I feel like the things yeah, that you yeah, say yeah. when you're drunk, you've thought them already. Yeah. Um, same, like, when you're angry. So there was a lot of conversation about whether or not the word cocksucker is a homophobic slur. And of course it is. So this is the thing. So I'm 34. And I can honestly (laughs) never remember a time when someone has insulted me by calling me a cocksucker. But that's because you're female. That's because I'm a female. But there was some discussion about that where, like, oh, it's just a generic insult that could be used against a man or a woman. I was like, it could be. I agree. But it's not. But it's not. So let's not pretend for a second that it is here. Um, Are you spelling what I think you're spelling? (laughs) No, that's okay. (laughs) It's gonna be distracting. Um, yeah. So anyway, I've I have personally never been called a cocksucker as an insult, and I don't know. Have you? Mm, No. Right. So I mean, and there are. I mean, whatever. There's maybe maybe we need to think of better insults. Maybe we need to go back to like the Shakespearean insults, which are so much better. Oh yeah. Um. But like, so Getzlaff was fined ten thousand dollars for his inappropriate language. Is that the max? Uh, well, I don't really know. Or is but it an arbitrary number? It's kind of arbitrary, because last year, Andrew Shaw... Oh, yeah. Uh, he used some derogatory language. Was it the F word? It was the F word. Um, uh, and he was suspended for a game. So, of course, like, Ryan Getzlaff, is he being treated preferentially because he's Ryan Getzlaff? Um, perhaps. Or perhaps the league didn't see why... I don't think they consider that word... Homophobic. Yeah. Probably not. Um, and it's just like, it was a really interesting conversation. But it inherently is. It inherently is, because yeah. it implies that someone, someone who, who does, does that, that is lesser. Yes. And that's... And it's not directed at women, because that's a thing that... They should They do? should do, or, or, or when they do it, do? it's like, desirable. Right, right. Right? It's not so much that they should, but like, when they do it, it's not looked down upon. Yeah. But for um, men to do it is unnatural yes. and, and terrible and whatever. And whatever else. Um, that's not our opinion, by the way. No. That's just... That's the argument. That's, that's, that's like, the, the societal opinion. And so it was a very interesting conversation. Um, Ryan Gesslaff's maybe not garbage, but, like, he's kind of toe on the line. And for a really long time, I've been a bit of a Gesslaff apologist, because I think he's a really good hockey player. Yeah. But he's super dirty. Yeah, and... And that highlighted it for me. This is what we said as well about Corey Perry. We would not complain if he was on our team. Not even a little bit. No. But... If he said something like that and he was on my team, I'd still be upset about it. Oh, for sure. So, I don't know. Um, but Getzlaff's not garbage. But he's getting real close. Mm-hmm. Like, real close. I mean, Corey Perry's got a lot on him. And so does Ryan Kessler. Yeah. Um, Getzlaff is an angel compared to those two. But, anyway. That was the thing. And it was just very interesting. It was a very interesting conversation and, and sort of seeing what people had to say about, like, language and, and what, whether we should be offended or not. And, like, I sent out something on Twitter and I was just like... You don't get to decide if what you said offended somebody. That's absolutely true. So, like, if you say something and someone takes offense to it, you have to understand that whatever, whatever's happening in their life or whatever has happened or wherever they're at in their headspace that day, something about what you them. said offended them. Yeah. And that's on you to rectify. Yeah, and the apology can't be, I'm sorry if what I said offended someone. No. The apology has to be, I'm sorry I offended you. Mm-hmm. That, that's the only way that that works. Um, and Getzlaff's apology was not that 
Really? Yeah, he blamed TSN, I guess, for, like, calling it out as homophobic, and then he was like, that's not the kind of guy I am, and he's talking about how he's, like, a father and whatever, and I was just like, bro, just own up to it. That doesn't mean anything. Contrary to, who was it on the Jays? Kevin Pillar. Yeah, who effed up majorly. Big time. His apology was... It was there was contrition and yeah. he got suspended for two games and that's and he was like I made a mistake I'm going to fix it yeah. I realize this I understand this I will be better and he should have been suspended and I think Gesslaff should have been suspended too yeah even though he is Ryan Gesslaff but hey guess what the Ducks also won the same number of sound cuts as the others this year <laughs> so I don't even care Woo! um we're team Preds all the way I think yeah which like ugh, that's hard too because they got stupid Mike Ribeiro part of their organization. I know. And, um, Harry... He's not playing. No, and Harry... Harry... I don't know how to say his last name. Starts with a Z. I don't know. He's, like... He was convicted when he was 19 of, like, distributing porn. Um, it was, like, a sex tape that he had made of him and his girlfriend, I believe, but she was only 17. Oh, and he did it without her consent. And he did it without her consent, but, I mean, she was 17, so she couldn't give consent, and so... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so, like, and he's playing on their team. Either way. Gross. (laughs) It's awful. And... Jeff Fillette, um, on Twitter, he said something good the other day that I think people kind of sometimes need to remember, that, like, there are garbage human beings on every professional sports team. And in our own lives. And in our own lives, and, like, it's really, really hard, I think, to get mad at people for cheering for a team. Yeah. When there's, like, when that team also employs a garbage human being. Yeah. Because, like, I want P.K. Subban to win the Stanley Cup so bad, Mm -hmm. so that he can take it back to the Children's Hospital in Montreal... And then just, like... And just celebrate with him. And just mm-hmm. mail pictures of himself sleeping with the cup to Mark Bridgman <laughs> every day for a year. Like, that would be incredible. <laughs> and then, like, send a singing telegram to Jack Todd. Like, oh. it would just be... Oh, it would be so good. Um, that would be so good. But at the same time, the Preds have these two guys in their organization. And, like, did they know about those problems before? Yeah, they did. And they signed them anyway. And so, like... But again, that, that's, the, that's the business, right? Yes. That's and, hedging bets to have some sort of end... Yeah, and, like, it's not PK's fault or Ryan Johansson's fault or Ryan Ellis's fault that, like, Mike Ribeiro's a scumbag. No. Right? And so, so Jeff Follett's point was just, like, every professional sports team has scumbags whether you know it or not. And so, like, you sometimes just have to separate that from what you see on the court or on the field or on the ice or whatever. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, like, how could you ever cheer for anybody ever? No. And how could, like... We all know people in our lives who do terrible things and yeah. say terrible things and have yeah. dumb beliefs. And yeah. Things, right? That's that's everywhere. You always make those compromises. Yeah, and so, like, just to have that, I don't know. But I'm... I'm it's an interesting conversation. It sure. is an interesting conversation. Um, and it's one that, like, I find is a very hard conversation to have with men. Because Not they, all men. They don't value that. I think it's problematic sort of, aspect of those people. That they don't like recognize the, it as being problematic. It's like yeah, the notion of like sticking to sports, right? Like we'll just just watch them play, and who cares? Well, I don't know. Ben Roethlisberger raped somebody, probably. Yeah. I'm not gonna say it definitively because he wasn't ever convicted, but like, let's be real here. Mm-hmm. And so like, I could never cheer for the Steelers because fuck the Steelers. But like, when I watch him play, that's sort of in the back of my mind. That, like, but isn't that, like, isn't that the same argument against, like, Washington's football team right now? How it has a racist name. Yeah. And yet, nobody really cares. Yeah. Or like, the Cleveland, or, like, the Cleveland Indians. Yeah. Or, like, the Atlanta Braves, who still do the tomahawk chop. Yeah. Um, their fans. All of those things count. Yeah. 
but you're willing to ignore that for whatever emotional investment you have in that team or that yeah or those players yeah and that's fine but then you can't get mad at people who aren't willing to ignore it yeah right like i think that's the that's the flip side of that if someone if it bothers somebody that like the predators employ mike rivero yeah then it can bother them and that's okay it goes back to like you don't get to decide what someone else is offended by yeah right it's the same same thing it's an extension of that argument anyway i agree um but yeah so anyway but there is right and wrong and you're all wrong (laughs) (laughs) um so on that note about like opinions and shit so i was poking around on um itunes last week um at our podcasts well i just want to like address this really quick because fuck this guy but like so i've made it very clear in things that i've talked about about the others this things that you've written things that i've written stuff i've said on twitter stuff that i've said on this podcast like this season was really tough for me to like really 100% get behind yeah for a whole bunch of reasons and it doesn't really matter what those reasons are i miss taylor hall like what are you gonna do about it and i'm still a little bit salty about it fine by a little bit i mean a lot and that's fine that's fine that's my prerogative yeah i did not begrudge anybody the opportunity to like cheer for the team no or enjoy what was happening i just kept waiting for the other shoe to drop and waited for them to go on like a 13 game skid as the others of old did have done because it felt because it felt like it was going to happen. Too good to be real. Yeah. And then it didn't happen. And I was quite happy, actually, that it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, I wrote a thing the other day for the Oilers, right, about sort of why the Oilers losing Game 7 actually was a good thing. Yes. Um, for the team and for me as a fan, and I think for the fan base in general, like, gives us something to look forward to. Um, and that, like, 11-year drought in between is, like, it's, like, notice not to take it for granted. Yeah. Right? And so maybe next year, if they make the playoffs again next year, like, we'll have that same kind of excitement and fun and energy, and we'll maybe be a little bit less dickish to, like, other fan bases, perhaps. Yeah. But we got this review um, on uh, on iTunes, which, like, thanks for the, the three stars, first of all, which I think is kind of funny. <laughs> um, but uh, this dude, who I don't know who it is, uh, called me, because I don't share a positive opinion about the Oilers, human filth. And to be fair, you don't share a positive opinion about the Oilers 100% of the time. No. No. Neither do I. No. I think Lucic is a pile of garbage. I feel personally betrayed by Peter. Yeah. And I'm re- still real angry. Yeah. Real angry. Yeah. Yeah, like that, so. you want to talk about like a, an overpromise and an underdeliver. Yeah. That right there. Exactly. Because I thought he was supposed to be good in the playoffs. That's but, what everybody told me. But but he targeted you as... as Yes. Because you're happy, or whatever, or positive <laughs> about stuff. I don't know. Uh, that's, uh, that's the, that's the impression. Uh, but I am human filth, because I'm not, like, part of um, what Alex Thomas on the Oilers rig calls the sunshine.com crowd. Like, I'm Ooh. not... I'm not part of that, because I, I just can't be. Yeah. Um, but also, as... Um, my friend Malcolm said, like, we absolutely need more voices in media, not just voices, but female voices who aren't homers for the friggin' home team. Yeah. And who just don't say propaganda all the time. Like, are you kidding me? And who can maybe be a little bit critical about, like, 
yeah. what they're watching and the product that's being delivered and like and also what's what makes your opinion invalid and this random dude on the internet who wouldn't give his full name valid well i got a pretty good theory <laughs> i feel like is it because he has a penis i think that's what it is <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's what it is uh, and i mean like you know full disclosure like obviously we are very consciously putting things out on the internet yeah um knowing full well that there's going to be people who listen to stuff that we say and are like you're idiots. And we're okay with that. But there's a way to have that conversation that is an actual conversation. And yeah. And not just you being angry to be angry. And what, uh, for the reviewer, I have no idea why you're still listening to us, because clearly you don't like Megan. Um, but what what did you expect would come from that? Yeah. Do you think that Megan's going to change all of a sudden? Take that and just be like, oh. I love Milan Lucic. He's my favorite player. Ah, uh, yeah, no. Like I don't. If, yeah. If like, Milan Lucic from for next season scores fifteen five on five goals, and then we can talk. A defensive liability. Our opinions will change. Yeah, then we'll talk. But like, yeah, this season not so much. Um, and like I just I found the whole conversation like that whole idea very interesting because. Like, I mostly took it in stride. It's not the worst thing anyone said to me no, on the is, internet. Which is terrible in and of itself. Yeah, but, like, it just sort of surprised me that, like, all of a sudden, here's this this rando who listens to us. Like, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. We do. But, like, if you want to have a conversation, like, we give you options. All the time. To have a, a dialogue and be like, hey, by the way, like, you kind of sound like, super negative when you're saying all this stuff. Well, maybe I am. And I'm allowed to be. And sometimes that happens where you're like, oh, shit, I didn't realize that I only said negative things today. And maybe yeah. that's the headspace that I'm in, but I'm going to check that for next time. Sometimes I'm like that, like, in school and in, and in my home life, and it just takes, like, a, oh, right, perspective. Yeah, and that's, that's fine. That's fine, but that's not what the intent was. No, it, and, and, but it was just, I, and I think the thing, too, is, like, I don't, I also don't think I've ever called somebody human filth. No. Not to their face. And not from behind a keyboard either. And I think that's the thing that like really got me. It was mm-hmm. like I don't I don't know who this person is. I have a, a suspicion based on like the name that he used, who it might be on Twitter, but like I would never call somebody that to their face. We would never call you that. And I would never call anyone that from behind a keyboard either. No. Because that's garbage. You would say I I disagree with you. I disagree with you. Or whatever, but I wouldn't say you're human. Because filth. of that opinion you are. Yeah. A lesser human than the rest of us. Yeah. It's real terrible. That is kind of shitty. Because, um, like, I guess I guess my... <laughs> I guess the thing to talk about with this is, like, if you have that opinion, get a microphone. Do your own thing, bro. Do your own thing and start talking and see who listens. Yeah. Um, and if you don't like what we have to say, like, don't come back. It's okay. We're and really not offended. No. And this is... That's, like, one of the major reasons that we're doing this is because we were tired of reading about things that were propaganda especially about Oilers and and other things about culture and sports where we felt like not every voice was being heard. The number of times in a week that I will text to somebody white men need to stop has gotten out of control. Yeah. Um, Like last week I guess it was like we've had a long weekend it's Wednesday we're off work it feels very strange. It's real weird. Um, (laughs) We we go back tomorrow for For two two days days. (laughs) and then we have another weekend it's very bizarre. Um, but last week there was this dude, this like lawsuit that came out from this dude in Texas who like sued this girl they went on a date with because she was texting during the movie and then he told her to like go out and and text like out in the lobby and so she just left and didn't come back and apparently she drove to the movie theater and so like he didn't have a ride so he was suing her for like 
Damages. Damages and like $17 or whatever. And even the movie theater was like, bro, drop the suit. We'll give you free passes. Like, just let it go. But I was like, I. There's that sense of entitlement. That sense of entitlement that like somebody. Who's different from you. Yeah. Or whatever. And like, I, apparently she was like. Oh, was you something. She was texting with an, with a friend who had like going just. Through a breakup. Broken yeah, up yeah. with someone and like who obviously needed. Like, whatever. I get it. But like, have a little bit of empathy. Yeah. Um. You wronged me, so you owe me this thing! You owe me $17 for a movie ticket. First of all, fucking $17 for a movie ticket. That is a lot of fucking money. Oh, boy, I didn't think... Oh, I bet it was, like, 3D ABX. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But, like, the audacity of this dude to sue this woman for $17. Yeah. Like, at least go with emotional damages and, like, up it to, like, a five-digit number somewhere. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? If you're gonna just go big or go home, but, like, Jesus. Wait, are you mad because he undersold it? Oh, it's not <laughs> Um, yeah, like, but I just, anyway, but uh, the number of times in the last, like, ten days that I've been like, like dudes need to stop. Um, also, the other dude who needs to stop is this, like, dude from the BBC who made this (laughs) video of himself with what he called a lunch hack, and you know why he called it a lunch hack? Because he made sandwiches instead of buying them. And I was like, yep. That's, that's what people do. That's what people do. Uh, and he was very proud of himself for, like, saving all of his money over the week. And he made, like, these awful-looking ham and cheese sandwiches. Like, they looked disgusting. And he was very proud of himself. And I remember reading that and then reading the story and then <laughs> tweeting out, like, to somebody, replying to somebody, being like, the mediocrity of white men is astounding. Yeah. Um, because you know that there's, like, a single mom or a single dad or something somewhere who makes lunch for their kids every day. Yeah. And is like... They're not celebrated for it. Yeah, they're just part they're of their job. They're on the news as this great discovery of how wonderful it is to save money and how it's hard it is. It's not a hack. It's making lunch at That's home. That's life. Yeah. Please do not let us celebrate you for being a normal human being. For being an adult. Yeah. Like... Aww. And you... But like, honestly, truly... I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but like, <laughs> you would never see... Oh. You wouldn't see a woman, like, celebrating herself for, like, look at this great lunch hack I made. I made a sandwich. Like, you wouldn't. No. Anyway. So, anyway, reviewer. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Don't don't really know what the intent was there. Um, but feel free to start your own thing. Yeah. If, if you think there's not enough positive things being said about the Oilers, we disagree with you but start your own thing yeah and say all all the good things say you all want the things that you want yeah but you don't have to come here or you can just skip the first 25 minutes of our podcast every time when we talk about sports in general yeah that's up to you because you oh, in your hands and the other thing that he said too is like i have lots of knowledge about sports but when i talk about the others it makes me into human filth and i was like yeah, i do have lots of knowledge about sports it's something i'm very interested in but like if i have lots of knowledge then you would think that perhaps I could form an, an opinion, opinion yeah. about the teams that and I'm talking about. That qualifier on it, except for the others, is quite clear. Yeah. So, I think we've given this person much more time than they deserve. So we're gonna not talk about that anymore. We're gonna talk about some movies that we've both seen recently. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, it's gonna be so good. Do you want to do the more recent one first? King Arthur. Yeah. Yeah. So we went to King Arthur last night uh, in downtown. And I'm happy we went on a Tuesday because it was 3D. And it was only 11 bucks. It was only 11 bucks. And, and I was, there was nobody there. There was nobody there. <laughs> there was 
eight of us. <laughs> but I really don't like 3D movies, and I wish we would have seen this one in 2D. It would yeah. have been so much better. I think I might go back and see it in 2D. Yeah, I think it's wasted for 3D. There was a couple times that, like, stuff was happening, and I actually had to close my eyes when things were flying out yeah, of the like screen Yeah, like when the spear came at you. Yeah, that was a little that bit much. One... It was good. It was really well done. It was good, but I did not like it. No. <laughs> or, like, when there was, like, rocks and shit flying, like, in the yeah. thing. Of, what, in the whatever. dust or yeah. whatever. There was a lot of things going on. Yeah. Um, it was bad. It's a bad movie. But I fucking loved it. I really loved it. Like, a lot. I really loved it. Yeah. I, okay, so why why do you think it's a bad movie? And then we'll talk about why we think it's a good movie. Uh, I think I think it's a bad movie. I think the pacing was all wrong. Um, for because you mentioned this last night, but yeah. like him getting to the, the sword, sword was way too quick. Way too quick. Because the movie itself was only like two hours, not yeah. even two hours, with like previews and stuff. It was like the runtime was under two hours. Yeah. Um, and it was wait. He was he was at the sword, but like what twenty minutes in? Yeah. And that felt really fast. It did. Um, not enough, Eric Bana. No, there's not even... enough Eric Bana. That's not something you say very often. Oh, I see that every time I see a movie with Eric Bana, and I He's love him. Good. He's pretty good. So, um, if you don't know the like the myth of King Arthur, I guess um, maybe that's why people wouldn't like it. But I thought the pacing was off a little bit, and it. I feel like it's a Guy Ritchie movie, and so I feel like Guy Ritchie was like very Guy Ritchie in this one. Yeah, more he, so maybe he than he needed out to all be. The stops, yeah, more so than he needed because there were there were points in it where like. I thought it felt like watching, like, an Arthurian version of Snatch. Like, that bit with Mike. That bit with, like, that was funny. It was hilarious. It was funny, but even I was like, I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah, and it (laughs) it, it felt a lot like when um, Jason Statham and the other dude, whatever his name is, when they're, like, talking to the gypsies in Snatch. Like, that's what it, that's That's what it it felt felt like. like, And it was very, very much like Guy Ritchie in his own, in his own way a little bit, I think. I think... In a way that, like, Wes Anderson gets in his own way sometimes. Yes. It was yes. very much like that. So yes. if you didn't know it was a Guy Ritchie movie going in, there was no doubt in your mind about 15 minutes in that it was Guy Ritchie. Which was, at times, off-putting, because you've got this, you know, Arthurian legend here, but they really upped the magic and the supernatural. Yeah. And so that was very <laughs> juxtaposed against the rock music and the yeah. light and fun detailed banter that happens sometimes and the strange point of view camera things that they chose it it just yeah it felt a little bit I guess anachronistic would be a good way to call it but but I mean at the same time like it's a movie made about a myth so like there's you know uh, but I loved it like it was so fun it was so fun you all need to see it yeah you really really because we want a sequel really bad we really do want (laughs) we do want a sequel and they set it up to make one I read there they have a six planned Six? Yes! Is this going to be like the new Fast and Furious? Oh, God. This is what I'm into. I don't care about cars. I don't care about macho men. I want legends and magic. Can we talk about Charlie Hunnam for a minute? (laughs) I feel like we need to talk about Charlie Hunnam for a minute. Okay, you good. So, we're sitting there, and... um, Near the beginning, like, they do this cool montage cut thing to, like, show him from being, like, a small child into an adult, which was good, because you didn't... I didn't need any dialogue. For that, no. For any of that. So it was really well done. So then it gets to this point where, like, Charlie Hunnam takes his shirt off. Twice. Oh, twice. Twice. Um, back to back. No reason for it the second no. time. No. No. Not really. It was very gratuitous. It didn't matter. It didn't. I'm it was, here for it. It was like Chris Hemsworth in Thor 2 when he's like washing his hands at that like font thing and the camera just like, I don't, I can't oh, remember yeah. if it pans down. No, I think it pans up from his hands 
like up his body. For mm-hmm. there's no there's no reason for him to be shirtless in that yeah. scene. And you're like okay, but it's it's all good. Yeah. Um. But there's a lady a couple rows in front of us who just like. <laughs> that was like probably the best thing that happened to her all oh, day was Charlie having taken his shit off. It might have been the best thing that happened to her for months. It's the possible because the sound that she made <laughs> is something that you generally only hear in porn. Like it was <laughs> like it was very. It was a, I called it a guttural groan. It really was. Yeah, and it was very reminiscent to me of when a friend of mine and I went to see Divergent, um, and I don't remember what the dialogue was, but. Um, Four says to Tris, is something about like I don't know if she asks if she wants if she can see his tattoos or if he asks if she wants to see it doesn't matter. She he like turns around and takes his shirt off and the friend that I was with she was just like mm-hmm. <laughs> and I burst out laughing. This is the exact same thing. Um, but I like I like Charlie Hunnam. I liked him a lot in Pacific Rim. This is actually the only thing I've ever seen him in that I liked him. Did you see Pacific Rim? Yeah. You didn't like him. In that? I didn't like him. I liked him in that. I liked everything about Pacific Rim. We could talk about that some other time. Um, but, like, I thought he was really good. And I thought, like, the people they surrounded him with were really good. Yeah. Um, and, like, the Knights of the Round Table, who, like, aren't the Knights of the Round Table through this movie. Because it's literally just about him getting the sword. Yeah. And him taking stone. back his crown. And taking yeah. back his crown. That, then that's his where it stops. Crown. So yeah. he's, he's just become king at the end. Spoiler alert. Which also was so much to put into that one movie. Yeah. Like, Oh my god. There was a lot. There was a lot. The, the like, autobiographical information at the start of the film was overwhelmingly clipped in how fast it went. Yes. I was trying to understand what was happening. But as soon as I saw Giant War Oliphants, I was like, I am into this! <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, was, it was really good. It was, oh. and, like, elements of that reminded me of 300, like, the battle at, the, at, yeah. at Thermopylae at the end. Like, or Lord of the Rings, Megan, hello. Um, <laughs> but, like, just but that kind of, like, stylized, you know, yeah. like, that sort of thing. It was good. It was so, so good. Mm-hmm. And, like, the soundtrack was good. Like, the score was really good. And, like, there was other music that they had in there, like, soundtracking music, but, like, the actual, like, film score was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, it was really, really well done. My favorite scene was... Oh, and I want to say this before that. But I felt like... I like Charlie Hunnaman in this because it was the only time I felt like he had a, a real personality in a film. Because he plays the same type of dude. Yes. A lot. He does. He does. But this one, it worked. Yes. Like this this character yes. was built for that for dude. Him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, but my favorite scene was because I just thought it was it was gorgeous. Was when he throws the sword in the lake. Yes. And the woman of the lake returns it to him and he's in the mud and he's screaming anguish over what like what he has to do and how yeah. the fate of England is on his shoulders. Yeah. Oh, it was beautiful. It really was. It was really well shot. It was beautiful. And really then well he's just like in the mud like <laughs> screaming in anguish and the other two guys just like walk upon him. They're like, oh hi. Rough day. What's happening out here? Um... But yeah, it was it was really fun. I would I would watch it again. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I might have to, cause like I do want a sequel. Mm-hmm. I want all of the sequels. And I usually don't really like Dula, but I liked him in this as a villain. Mm-hmm. He played it real well, cause you hated him at the end. Mm-hmm. Like you were supposed to. Yeah. Um, no, it was it was good. It was fun. I would uh, I would gladly watch that movie again. And I also liked, um, who was the other dude? Mm. 
Oh my god, I followed him on Twitter. Who are you thinking of? From Blood Diamond. I can't remember his name. I know. God damn it. But he's like the villain in everything. No. Well, yeah, he is. He, now he's been oh, in like. Now he is. Yeah, now he's been in like the Fast and Furious movies as a villain. Has and he's he? been, yeah, the last couple. Or seven, anyway, for sure. Really? Yeah. I remember he was a villain at, a villain at the start of Guardians. Yeah. Ah, it's bothering me. Um, but yeah, it was it was really well done. It was it was very very good. She's gonna look it up. No, I'm just gonna fill some air time while she looks this up. So annoying. um, no, it was I don't know. I would, and it's too bad because like by all accounts, I think um, King Arthur's a flop, like a, a box off, which is too bad because like it was super entertaining. But, and I feel like if people were disappointed by it, it's because they didn't know two things. They didn't know. That, like, the King Arthur myth does have a lot of magic in it, and they didn't know that it was a Guy Ritchie movie. Because yeah. Guy Ritchie is definitely an acquired taste. He is. And I think they actually marketed it incorrectly. Because they really pumped up the Guy Ritchie stuff in the trailer. Mm-hmm. But those moments are sparing. They're very powerful and they're very overt. But it's not what the whole... It, the whole movie is not him, you know, with the, the cheeky music running... Away. Yeah, no. He doesn't do that at all. No. That's how he becomes who he is in that quick montage. Yeah. But other than that, that's it. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. So I think the marketing was terrible. Yeah, maybe it wasn't the best, which is too bad, because it's a super fun summer movie. Oh, super fun. Yeah. I also want a movie just about the mage. Yes. Woman, because she was fantastic. Yeah, she was very good. I am convinced she's my twin. Oh, uh, Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. I even have a side-by-side photo. Because <laughs> last night I was obsessed with it. But it's Jaiman Hansu. Oh, right. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. That's his name. Yeah. Um, I would have liked more of him. He's really playing comical mm-hmm. lately, which I really like. He's very good at drama. But yeah, I thought he was really good in this. Underused, though. Yes. If there was a sequel, I'd like him used more. Yeah. And, well, I would imagine that he would be because the... Like, Which one does he become? The villain conceit is over, right? Yeah. And so it would be, like, another kind of challenge. I can't remember who he became. But it was funny that, like... Also, she is Guinevere, apparently. Really? Yeah. Huh. And I was like, wait, what? Interesting. there's really no romance there. Which I really liked about this. And I, I will too, say this about, you can't like... can't cast her as that. No. But I will say, like, I, I like that about... That's one of the things I liked about Pacific Rim, too. Yeah. Is that there wasn't a love story mm-hmm. that was, like, overt. Yeah. Right? Like, there was very there was affection between the two characters, but there wasn't, like... A romance. Yeah. Right. I mean, she saw him with his shirt off and had some impure thoughts, but, like, who wouldn't? But even in this film, he tries to hit on her right from the start. Yeah. And she knocks him off his horse. Yes. Onto his backside where he belongs. Yes. And then <laughs> later on, when she's been, like, injured or whatever, he's, like he helps her but it's not there's nothing there's like nothing sexual about it no it's he feels rage because yes. she's been hurt yeah and so like that part was nice too that it didn't have that like damsel in distress component yeah she just was yet. like a bad ass she was it's pretty great the big snake at the end though wasn't crazy about that no cause the what kind of bird was that that um, she controlled maybe? also is the bird Merlin maybe it could be that's what I was thinking it could very well be it was like a giant raven. It didn't look like a raven. Slash it looked eagle. like an eagle I don't know. something. I don't know. But its size 
changed yeah. <laughs> throughout the film. Yes, it did. In relation to other... Yes, that is true. So, Malcolm, you should probably not see this movie because there's a lot of snakes in it, so I'm sorry. Even though I told you last night in all caps to go see King Arthur. You may not like it. Um, but yeah, if you, if anyone goes to see it, let us know what you think. Yeah. Because we loved it. Really loved it. Like, a lot. And you have to go into it with, like, okay, this is going to be a fun ride for me. Yeah. And not, like, this is a... It's not a, it's not a cinematic like masterpiece. It. No. Um, also, there's, like... Yeah, like, there's magic. Like, you need to know that. The King Arthur myth has magic. <laughs> so Which just I deal with it. Which I honestly had no idea about. Um, anyway. So we both saw that, and we both also saw Guardians. We did. I saw it in Whitehorse at probably the scariest movie theater I've ever been to. <laughs> it had, um... <laughs> it had a bathroom in which there were no mirrors, but then a very full sharps container. <laughs> oh, that's that's good, I suppose. Yeah, having a, I think it's good. Having a sharps container. That's... It's just a bit off-putting. Yeah. Um, and we were talking last night because it's a landmark cinema too in Whitehorse. Oh no, my shame. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I just, it's gonna go on the internet. It's good. <laughs> She took a picture of my work of art here. Um, there's this deal that Landmark Cinema does that it's like 10 movies for the summer, 10% off. Like, it's this package deal that you can buy. And in Edmonton, it's $99.99. In Whitehorse, it's $69.99. Nice. <laughs> and I thought that was really funny. But, I mean, I guess that's reflective of, like, the price, too, right? Of the cost of the movie. Yeah, I'm tr- well, we went on... Saturday night. Oh God, Chris, how much was the movie? I didn't pay. Uh, maybe nine bucks. So that's cheaper, right? And that makes yeah. sense. Then. Um, because like, don't forget, we went on Cheap Tuesday too. That's which true. That, that, that is one of the theaters that still has Cheap Tuesday. I think it's like regular, like at night. Other three D would be like thirteen or fourteen. Yeah. So. Oh, and it was stupid three D. Oh, I hate three D. Um. Okay, I, so what did you think about Guardians? Um, I think two things. I think that Dave Bautista was fucking phenomenal. He was the star. He is a star. Uh, like, and I think I, I think it was on Puck Soup this week that Wyshynski like mentioned that he thinks that Bautista should get like a nomination for that performance. for for that yeah. performance for like best supporting actor, and I am a hundred percent on board with that because he was he was so 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 funny, and and he does the it. deadpan so well. Like nailed I it. I only dream of being able to deadpan that well. Yeah, deadpan that them hysterical laughter oh just like so good but like i loved i loved it like baby groot is the the greatest character that they've ever invented i really didn't like the movie no no it's very much a setup for like what's coming yeah um i liked the the idea behind it but like i like the characters better than anything else because like i didn't particularly love the first one either but i really liked all the characters that they had i liked the first one better um it was a bad time to eat a sour candy. Um, <laughs> what I didn't like was Yondu being some sort of sympathetic hero. Because I didn't get that at all from the first one. And then all of a sudden, you're supposed to care about him. That, yeah, that's fair. That didn't connect with me whatsoever. That's fair. I felt like his death lacked any emotion at all. Yeah. I didn't buy it. Okay. Um, so I really didn't like that. Baby Root was cute. Rocket... I actually thought this story would be better served if Rocket died. Oh, interesting. Let's talk about that. Because he has this moment 
a very no full of pathos moment where Rocket realized that he and Yondu are the same. Or Yondu tells Rocket. Yeah. But they're, and they, they are, very they much are. so, yeah. But the whole time, it hasn't really been about Yondu. It's been about Rocket. Yeah. You see Rocket's perspective more in the team, confronting right. them, and everybody's bickering all the time. It's, like, not a good time to be part of the crew, right? Right. But then Rocket does nothing with that. But, and I think part of the problem, too, is that they, like, they split up the team. Right, like always Which is happens. Never helpful in the film. Yeah. No, but it it always happens, and they always split up the teams, like for everyone to learn a lesson or whatever it is, yeah. right? Um, and that always happens, like in the sequel, mm-hmm. or in, or in the second of a trilogy or whatever. Like yeah. you split up the team, and there's conflict, and there's whatever. That's like the definition of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, um, and I think that was part of the problem, right? Because if Rocket had come to that realization, like sure with Yondu, but like also with the rest of the team, kind of around that would have probably been a little bit more meaningful. Um, but because he comes to that realization sort of, like, separate from that notion. And I also think that the other part that I really struggled with is, like, Gamora and Nebula. Because, like, yeah. first of all, she has no fucking brain. How does she love? How does she love? How does she feel things? How does she cry? Why are her teeth so nice? <laughs> I'm someone who's obsessed with teeth, because, like, for 90% of my life, I had terrible teeth <laughs> until I went through the process of braces and Invisalign, etc. So I focus on it, like, all the time. I didn't notice that. I just I just find it really very strange that, like, because she talks about how she's, you know... Like, she, she was replaced bit by bit because yeah. Gamora kept beating her, and yeah. her father wanted to make her a, a better... Yes. But, like, how does... But, but, he, but she says that her brain was, like, taken out of her skull. So, like, how does she still have emotion? Like, how is she not literally full robot? Does she mean, like, metaphorical, where she connects her body and her brain as one? Like, as a oneness, as a soul? Maybe. That would make more sense. Because yeah. I was very confused by that. It kind of distracted me. But also, I don't buy that they're, like, on the same side now. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Like, I understand in the, in the, the grand scope of the cinematic universe and what they're trying to do. It makes perfectly good sense because at some point in time, they need to have all of these characters come together, come together to um, beat Thanos, yeah, to beat Thanos, and like so obviously because Nebula and Gamora um, have like a personal beef with Thanos. Okay, then so riddle me this: why, why have a story about Star Lord's father? Why does it matter? Um, I think it matters because. Because it did not, this did not advance this coming Thanos villain. No, it Infinity didn't. Infinity Stone, anything. No, it didn't, but I think it gives us, I mean, maybe they didn't need a whole movie about it, but I think it gives us a lot of insight into um, why Star-Lord can do the things that he can do, and how right. that is going to be important. But when... is his power not gone? I don't think so. But his father and the planet as one are destroyed. Yeah. And didn't he say you will have this power as long as the planet is here? Oh, maybe. Then I don't know. See, that's what I don't get. Then maybe... Why maybe. introduce those powers that he has, and I didn't like that, um, and then just take them away? Because this isn't really, other than, like, Thanos, this isn't a universe where people are magic. No, not really. I mean... They rely on tools. It's yes. in space. Yeah. But people don't have magic and don't have supernatural yeah like yondu's era or whatever like is a machine yeah yeah Yeah, that that's yeah yeah yeah, that's fair right Um, so i felt like that was like groot's kind of magic but he's also a living thing but he's still kind of magic i mean he turned himself into a giant ball and protected everybody but he's a tree 
I know, but then it's he also like, function. but he also like re-sprouted, and now he's like cute little baby Groot. Yeah. Which, like, I honestly, I feel very strongly that, like, I kind of wish that they hadn't written it in that Groot only could say, I am Groot. Like, I get it. Yeah. But I, I do wish that he had a little bit of dialogue. Because in this, he could have said really outlandish things. Yes, and it would have been so good because like, it was still voiced by Vin Diesel, so that's even better. Wait, what? Yeah. Why? Because it's part of his deal. Mark Sinclair's deal. As they discovered. <laughs> yeah. If you don't know, mm-hmm. Vin Diesel's real name is Mark Sinclair. It is. Um, You're welcome, universe. He has a twin brother. He does. I did know that. does not look like him at all. Mm. Like, not even a little bit. Are they, like, fraternal then? Yeah. Yeah. There's a picture on the internet somewhere of Vin Diesel's twin brother with Paul Walker. Oh, and it, like, fucks you up. It, well, because, no, because he doesn't even really look like Vin Diesel at all. Oh. But then you figure out, and you're like, oh my god, they don't look similar, like, not even a little bit. Uh, but yes, Vin Diesel voice Baby Groot. I don't. What? There's no reason for that. The personality behind it? I don't know. <sighs> Come on. I could do I Am Groot, and they could adjust it, and did it would be know, just fine. Did you know that in the first one, he also, Vin Diesel also did all of the voices in all of the different languages, languages that they dubbed it, which I think is kind of cool. But it's also three words. It is it. three words, but, like, how many times did he say I Am Groot in, like, with, like, different meanings and inflections and whatever, and then have to do it in, like, nine or ten different languages? <sighs> I think you're biased towards him because of Fast. I am a little bit biased. I've seen all of his movies, and they're all fucking terrible. Um, I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm fine with that. Okay. Um, but no, like, I, I think that this one set up what's coming. Yeah. Um, why we had to see Star-Lord um, and his... Because he gains and loses. W- would have, I think. And, and I, I think, think it's losing more than gaining. I think had this been independent of the cinematic universe, I think it would have been a really great thing if, at the end of this one, um, he had joined forces with Ego to, like, rule the universe. And then in the third one, come back to, right? Right. In, a, in an independent trilogy, that's absolutely 100% how this would have gone. Okay, yeah, yeah. I see and then that. that would have made more sense. And then his motivation going into that is to rule it in, like, a positive. Yes. And to, like, be the stop against his father. Yes. Right. Okay. Um, see, that would work better. But I've, I understand in this framework that they can't do that. Cause, but like, also, Because Avengers the- whatever comes out next spring. Yeah. And then the part two of that comes out the spring after. And I just felt there was so much unexplained in that. I didn't like the gold people. No. I couldn't figure out the girl, like the high priestess. It's Elizabeth Debelicki And whatever. I couldn't figure And then I was like, Jordan Baker. It's Jordan, yes. yeah. And then I was like, all right, okay, we're all good now. Because I was like, who is this woman and why does she look so familiar? She's really good in Man From U.N.C.L.E. She is. She's so good She's very good in that. Um, yeah, the gold people were kind of... But I, I, I still don't know what the purpose of them was. Because there's that after credit scene where she's, like, talking about she's built the next thing to get that, their race right. on the next evolution, whatever. And it's just like, okay, this is a gold box. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> well, and, and that's the thing. Like, I feel like the, whatever those are, they're coming later, right? And, yeah. like, I think that's the setup that we have to just accept. That, like, yeah. I think what's starting to happen, and I think what started to happen with Captain America with Civil War, is you're starting to see... The linkings. The links between all, but also where the divisions are. Are Guardians in Infinity War? They will be. Oh, boy. There's apparently, if it all goes the way that it's been planned, going to be like 63 or 64, like, credited cast. 
in those two movies Who's because I don't know. Because hmm. like, but Avengers two did the same thing. It was significantly it was a significant drop off from the first one because it was terrible in terms of quality. Yeah, um, but I understand why it went the direction it went because they're setting up other things. Yeah. Other things. So they set up like because at the end of Avengers. Right? Isn't that when Hulk is gone? At the end of... Yeah. yeah. And so then when Captain America comes... Because that's the thing about that universe that doesn't make sense. It's like, how come... Why do we have Captain America? Where the fuck is everybody else? Well, yeah. in this way, Thor's back doing whatever the fuck Thor is doing. Yeah, yeah. And Hulk is gone. Yeah. And then there's a fraction between everybody else. Um, and so you have the sides kind of starting to, to reveal but themselves. But then in Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange is going to help Thor look for Hulk. Yes. Right? I believe so. Or whatever that's... Which I'm so fucking mad. I really mad. didn't like Doctor I Strange. I did not like it at all. The, the best thing about it was Benedict Cumberbatch being a smarmy piece of shit. Because that's how I perceive him to be all of the time. I'm sure he's a very nice man. But, like, when he opens his mouth... Yeah. I just expect him to be a douchebag. Well, that's the Sherlock. That Well, I've never seen any of the Sherlock. Really? No, I refuse because I don't like Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh. Um, and there's nothing, like... I don't like Martin Freeman enough to get over that, so I could oh, I, I can't Martin watch Freeman. those. Martin Freeman's much better on that show than anyone else. Um, but like, so I get what they're doing. Yeah. And I feel like once we see all of it, then it will all make sense, right? Like mm. all of these little threads. Because I would love to someday sit down and do like a, okay, where are the Infinity Stones? Who's got them? Like what's happening? And that's probably it too. When thinking of all these things together, because they come out every two years. You don't know what the chronology in all the stories is. So for this stuff with Guardians, is this happening during Age of Ultron? Like, when is... Yeah. Right? Well, because like, it's out in happening? space, we don't know. Yeah. And maybe that's okay that we And don't it's know. like, why do these stories matter? Yes. Especially with this one, because I just felt like he... Oh, God, what's his stupid name? Star-Lord? Yeah, what's his real name, though? Chris Pratt? No. His character. Peter Quill? Peter Quill. Um, he's got too many names. Um... Yeah, I just felt like he lost more than he gained. Yeah, that's fair. Had some powers, got it. Had a dad, lost a dad. Had a second dad, lost a second dad. Had a ship, lost a ship. Like Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's just a lot that felt kinda of forced. Yeah. Well, just I didn't feel there was a lot of payoff. For me personally. No, and I but I don't know if you're if they're if you're meant to have that payoff either. Right. Right? Because it is, like, it's a very typical setup movie for, like, something else, yeah. right? And so, like, Ultron was the setup for Captain America. <sighs> he did Ultron so much. For Civil War. And then Civil War, by introducing Spider-Man, is, like, the setup vehicle for Spider-Man. Yeah. Which, like, has Tony in it. Yeah. So that's that, like, And link. Tony's done after these ones, right? If after so. Infinity War? Yeah. He's, he's gone, so? Which makes sense. Yeah. He's been doing it for, like, what? Long time. 2008, I think, was the first yeah, Iron Man. 2007, 10 or so years. Eight, something like that. Yeah, it's been a long time. But, like, I don't know. I like, I like Guardians as a fun summer movie. But, like, it wasn't... I, I thought the first one was way more fun. Yes, agreed. Because the story actually made sense. And the soundtrack was better on the first one. It was pretty good. This one wasn't as good. No. It wasn't as good. And, like, Eagle's plan was kind of ridiculous. Yeah, what was... He's just gonna destroy everything? Yeah, and just, like, live by himself? Yeah, I that didn't that didn't really make a lot of sense. And like, what was what was his power, and how was it like? It was a blue blob. Yeah. Like, what was that doing? Killing everything in its path. I but think. But then, like, it's Why? just a blue blob. Left? Yeah. Blue blue blob. Blue blob. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like, I would say on the whole, 
I think I might have enjoyed King Arthur more than I enjoyed Guardians. A hundred percent, me too. Like really, because again, it was with Gar- so much like, more satisfying. It was, and really with like it was funny. Like it had things that I laughed at. And that weird, in a weird Mike way. conversation yeah. was so weird. Um, also, who was named Mike in like eighth century England or whatever? <laughs> yeah, because that's all before like the. Yeah, that's true. That's before the Normans, right? Yeah, that Arthur myth. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, I think King Arthur. I enjoyed it more. Me too. Um, people are going to talk about Guardians as a better movie, and I think they're wrong. I think they're wrong. But um, yeah, that's where we're at. That is where we're at. So I think it's worth it to see both. I think it is too. Um, but like, buy two tickets for King Arthur, so don't give a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, buy all of the tickets. Don't use your free passes. Actually, no. pay for them. Um, yeah. So, okay. Um, we're going to do the super secret. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. Cause I, and it was funny. I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, we're going to do a fuck, Mary kill. And then last night when we went to see the movie. Is um, it all Chris's? Kelsey, ah! Kelsey solidified my choice. Um, you knew it was going to be all Chris's. Because there was a, a display, a Guardians display. <laughs> uh, you can find it on her Twitter. And she sat down beside uh, Chris Pratt. And uh, basically said that she found a new Chris yeah. to replace. Did you see the King Arthur one? I did see the King Arthur one. You can pull a sword out of the thing. We should have done that as well. Um, so, my fuck, Mary kill for you. Is there just one this week? Just one. Okay. All Chris's and none of them are your husband. Um, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Chris Evans. Yeah. Chris Pratt. I thought you were going to say Chris Pine. No, I don't know what to okay. do with that. That is hard work. So, Hemsworth. Yeah. Chris Evans. Evans. And, and Pratt. So oh. here, I was thinking about this too because if Chris Evans has a beard, it changes like the game a lot of things. Okay, so it, we need to set some boundaries then. Chris Evans' beard, yes, no. I was sort of thinking like, are we thinking as their no no? Well, ah, that's tough because I think the character like that's weird fictional. Like, I don't know, but I, what I'm thinking is like. Yeah, maybe as their characters, like, but not necessarily. But then it's as a different the characters. And then maybe it's like Thor, Cap, Star Lord, which is not which what is I'm. Not what it's we just want. Chris, Chris, and Chris. So okay. it might, it's like while they are filming the movie that they're all going to be in together. So they're like okay. in character, but aren't actually in character. So that no makes beard. Sense. Then. No beard. Does Chris Hemsworth have short hair? Well, he does in the third Thor. So yes. Sure. Okay, that makes it harder now. <laughs> <laughs> or we can say it long hair if you need if you need that. No, I don't. I don't want the wig. Okay, the wig can die. What if it has its own hair though when it's long? It's well, it was for the first one, but yeah. not for the later ones. So because you had to cut it for like Black Hat. And, yeah. Um, so yeah, the whale movie. Chris Hemsworth. Mm. Chris Evans. Bedwed Behead hey? and Chris Pratt. This is really. Really tough, <laughs> but it's not as traumatizing. I hope as the others one. No, it's not traumatizing <laughs> for me. It might be for everyone listening. Are you participating? With I can. This is just for me. I can. <sighs> because and because we take the beard off of Chris Evans, it then makes it easier. He dies. <gasps> Whoa! Yes. Oh yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Because I would marry Chris Pratt, and. Because, like, have you seen the way that he looks at his wife? Yeah, I Right? Have. And then you have to, you have but to But have you seen Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth's family? I have. Oh, my. But I also feel like I cannot compete with his wife because her body is out of control. So, there you go. I think that would that's what I would do. But if you have the beard but on Chris me, Evans. to me, that means kill Hemsworth. That's fine. 
I'm sorry, because I'm first. Whenever you read the list of this please. So you're going to kill Chris, and who are you marrying? Chris um, Pratt or Chris Evans? Because the other thing, too. Um, I'm marrying Pratt. Because Chris Evans is a Patriots fan, and that's a problem, just in general. Yeah, I mean, Chris Pratt's a Seahawks fan, but like, which isn't much better. And he's, but he's I not, think but he's, he's super but he's, right wing, though. Who? Oh, they probably Pratt. all are. I don't think Hemsworth. He's an Aussie. Yeah, and and Chris Evans is admittedly mostly left wing, but like he gave Tom Brady a pass for being friends with Donald Trump, so that's a problem. But Evans has been like SJW on True. Twitter. True. So I'm into that. Oh, this just made it harder. <laughs> Do we need to put like long hair and or a beard on somebody to like? Make it a little bit easier on you? Okay, this is what I'm going to do. Okay. And this is controversial. <laughs> I'm you're gonna killing kill Pratt. I was going to say, you're going to kill Chris Pratt. I'm killing Pratt. Okay. I am marrying Hemsworth. Oh, wow. And the other one fill in the blank. Fair enough. That's fair. That's what I'm doing. Because if you think about him as, like, Captain America in the first one, when What's-Her-Face, like, touches him... Oh, exactly. <laughs> that's okay. That's fair. That's exactly. But then I'm like thinking about about Hemsworth and like that scene in Thor two when he's just washing his hands all gratuitously. Yeah. Shirtless. That's what I'm sticking with. But it was just funny because I thought about this the other day. I was like, oh, I'm gonna do this, and then last night was just like, you have to take a picture of me when you get here. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I and just then, had a good goof plan, so I had to. And then so yeah, you can find the picture of uh, Kelsey and her new husband Chris Pratt, who she also <laughs> is apparently gonna kill. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, on oh on her God. Twitter. What did I do with my real life, Chris? That's the question. Oh, uh, he's still in White Horse. He's in White Horse. He's just working. He's dead to me. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. I love you. Um, so there you go. Yeah, just all the Christmas. Yes, I have. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and it was funny. I was like, what do we do with Chris Pine? Because, like, Chris, you, Pine. Chris Pine on Saturday Night Live was great. Like, that, opening, real good. that opening song that he did was, like... He's good in Into the Woods. He is. And he's, like, super charismatic. He is. And then now he's old enough that his beard is a little bit gray, and that's just yeah. I've heard super he's really hot. good in Hell or High Water as well. Oh, which I've been wanting to watch. Do it. It's phenomenal. We we were gonna watch that or uh, the Mike Birbiglia movie. Don't think twice. Yeah. And we watched Don't Think Twice, and I think that was a mistake. Hell or High Water is very good. Yeah, I look forward to seeing that. Okay, so wait, we need two other Chris's then for a second. A second less superior. Yeah. Because, like... FMK for the other leftover Chris. Chris... Yeah, Chris Pine is, like, fourth of those four. Agreed. And that's... What other Chris's are there? Famous Chris's? Yes. Ugh. What do you mean? Of course famous Chris's. Well, I, I'm just... I'm just... I don't know. Um, mm. Yeah, this is gonna be a lot of dead air while we're thinking about this. We can um, cut that out, though. We could. Or we could ask our listeners to, like, come up okay, with... Okay, yeah, come up with two more Chris's. Two more Chris's, and we'll do this next week. Yeah. Or whenever we record again. Probably not this weekend, because that's very close to now. Maybe next week. And then we'll go back to a regular schedule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's going to be even weird. Fun. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Um, yeah, so come up with two more Chris's for us. Famous Chris's. And we will... Uh, yeah, I'm real... We will address Real this. brain fart right now. Can Can't we, think of another one. Can we say bearded Chris Evans? No, you can't do it twice. <laughs> Why not? Because we already made the decision. All right, fair. Um, okay. So that's... There, that's my super secret that I didn't want to tell you about. So I didn't want you to think about it. Um, so uh, what kind of stuff you garbage for this week? Lots of things, according to this list here. <laughs> Lots of things, but what do we have for time? We are at like an hour. Oh, okay, that's it. 
Um, oh my god, so many things. I spent the weekend in the Yukon, which was amazing and wonderful. It was like, it felt like I was on a different planet sometimes, because the terrain was so different. I did not expect it to be so mountainous. Okay. And it's in, like, cool. white horses in this valley, and it's just mountains on all sides. Oh, that's awesome. It was beautiful. Weather was real terrible. Like, extremely cold. This is what it was like here in this, if you're remembering in Edmonton. The wild winds and rain is what it was like when we drove to Alaska the one day, which was real weird. Um, but it was beautiful, and I really liked being up there. But, Chris, if you're listening, I liked there to visit, not to live. That's my one caveat. There we go. But that was really fun. Um, I'd like to explore more there if I had more time. Uh, I also, because I was in planes and stuff, got to read two books, which was, like, oh, so amazing for me. Because I haven't read for pleasure in a long time. But I read the new Paula Hawkins. I think it's Paula Hawkins? Girl on the Train? Yeah. 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 Uh, her new one, Into the Water, which was a real mind fuck. Really? You don't know the actual truth until the last three sentences of the book. Really? Yeah. Oh, did I bring it with me? I didn't. Sorry. I'll bring it next time so you can read it. It was incredible. Cool. I was, like, really traumatized at the oh. end. Good to know. Yeah. So that was really interesting. And it's told in the same type of way that Girl on a Train is, where you have a whole bunch of different people's perspectives leading up into sort of a certain momentous moment in their life. Okay. Um, so this time I felt there was just too many characters. Okay. Too many things weaving that at times it was uncertain, which made the payoff at the end all that more powerful, but still... Okay. Hard to follow at times, I feel. So that was really interesting, and I also read, because you recommended it, the first Jack Reacher book. Is that Killing Floor? Yeah. Which you're into it. I really like Jack Reacher books. Yeah. Um, They're quick reads for me. Like, they don't take me very long to read. Um, No, it was like three hours on a plane when I was done. Jack Reacher's great. He is, but even in the first one, I was like, okay, he's this ex-military guy, Mm -hmm. and he's obviously arrested for a crime he didn't do teams up with the police to solve it but then just like scappers off but just does whatever he like has yeah. no regard for investigation nope. and proceed like he just he kills like nine people but he like he operates on that like military police framework where like but he still has procedure to follow in yeah, that he uh, can't just murder it, someone because they tried to attack him of course he can he's Jack Reacher he can do anything else <laughs> that was my problem I felt like there's no framework to him um I enjoyed the book as you go through them like you learn a little bit more about him like because he's very purposely like very closed off yeah right? and, so, and I got that as you go through like you learn a little bit more about him and so like by the time you get to like whatever book they're on now 20 um you know quite a lot about him yeah but it's just a little piecemeal right and he only lets like Bits out. Bits out at a time. Um, and my but, question for you was, if in every book he has one woman, that's like yeah, a I was, one book woman and then she's gone. I was trying to think, I think, if I remember correctly, I think there's a couple women that like come back into his life. Okay. And one of them, I'm pretty sure he seeks her out. Because like, I don't think he's as cold and emotionless as he likes to pretend. Well, he's not in that book. He's, like, um, head over heels for this yeah. woman and this rascal woman and, like... But I think his circumstances and the way her. that he's trying to live his life kind of preclude him from, the like, legitimately pursuing yeah. any Which is exactly the conclusion he comes to at the end of the book. He's like, well, the the trouble was over and so we were too, Yeah, 
Yeah, and, and that's fine. Like, he... And I feel like... And I think in all of the books, if I remember correctly, he kind of goes into all of those dalliances with that in mind. Frame that, like, okay. when he's done wherever he is, like, it's done. Yeah. And so not to get too attached, but he's also, like, open enough with the woman that, like... Yeah. There's not gonna be... But I was a also a little bit frustrated because even from page 200 when it's like talking about this company and, and, and what they're doing and how they had to leave whatever it was Louisiana because they had this like EPA whatever the villains of the story I was like they're using that bleaching company to redo the currency like I knew that from yeah. page 150 yeah. and Jack didn't figure it out to 300 yeah. I was like ah yeah. that frustrated me um, I, I think they got better too the books yeah. go better, like yeah. And for fair, that's his first one, so yeah, um, that's fair. But like, you had seen the Jack Reacher movie. I don't know if you've seen both of them, but you've seen the first one. At least. I've seen the. Honestly, I don't remember anything about it except Tom Cruise runs around, and I'm 100 percent on board for TC running around town. But like, doing what he This does. is my problem is with it is like I had that in mind. Is that I'm biased towards TC? See, I am not. I don't like Tom Cruise really in very much of anything. Um, because he's a little guy. I find him annoying. In oh. a lot of things that he's in, because I don't think he's a particularly good actor. But he, Jack Reacher's emotionless, and, and that's okay. But Jack Reacher's also six foot five and like two forty, and Tom Cruise is like five foot seven on a good day. Yeah. And like so, having read as however many of the books had come out before the first Jack Reacher movie, and then hearing that they cast Tom Cruise as Jack Reacher, I was just like, "Are you telling me that you couldn't find somebody yeah. in their like late thirties, early forties who's like two. six feet tall, yeah. even, and isn't Tom Cruise?" Because I, watching the movie, know that Tom Cruise is only five foot seven, and I know that Jack Reacher yeah. is supposed to be six foot five, and like that pulled me out of it because I didn't buy it. And Tom Cruise also, with his movies now, he's executive producer. He has a hand in the writing. Like everything about the film that he stars in, he has a significant amount of control in. Right, and so, so I imagine that he saw the script. Is the script on one of the books? Because it wasn't about killing Uh No, it was about... I think it was like book 12 or something. I can't remember which one it is. One okay. Shot, I think. It's what, I think the book is called One Shot. Okay. So, were there changes made? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Significant I, ones? No, I don't know. Not really. Oh. I mean, they took out stuff, as they do. Yeah. Um, I read a thing that uh, The Rock... Yeah, you said that. ...had been interested in being Jack But Richard. I still don't think that that was... I don't think that would have been either, but at the very least, they like had a, a body type in mind for like somebody who had that imposing presence, because that's part of Reacher's thing. You know who would have been good? Eric Bana. <laughs> Actually, yes, Eric Bana would have, and then you could have all the Eric Bana that you want. Um... I think now, like, knowing what, what they're capable of, I think, like, even like, someone like Chris Hemsworth could do that job. Oh, yeah, And be sure. a fairly convincing Jack Reacher. Yeah. Could, but, and I think part of it in the book, and you've only read the one, but, like, if you read any more of them, like, Reacher has a very imposing presence in the book because he's so big. And, like, he, he's good at, like, not being noticed when he doesn't want to be noticed, but yeah. when he wants to be seen. Like, yeah, there's, there's elements of that in the book. And Tom Cruise just doesn't have that. Tom Cruise is this thing where his characters are running. Yes. And you don't find out that they have control until the last five-sixths of the movie. Yes. And that's not how it plays out in, in no. Jack Reacher. No, in the, in the the in the book, like, everything's a little bit more methodical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot less, and a lot less frantic, I think. Yeah. Um. And then there were times where he was just like, well, I'm going over here. If I get killed, I guess I get killed. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> You're telling me you don't have a plan for this? 
but worked out fine. But you learn, like, and that's the thing, like, you learn later on sort of why that's his attitude. Yeah. Right? And so the first book doesn't give you very much. But it was a real, like, it, it, for a first book, I thought it was quite good because every chapters are really short, which I don't like that. But um, there were so many times we were like, wait, so what? Like, we're 100 pages in, like, is this a story? And then it was just like, oh, no, the corpse is your brother. And then yeah. it was just like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's lots of that. There's a lot of added conflict, piece yeah. by piece by piece by piece, which was really interesting. Yeah. No, and I think, yeah, I'm just not a super fan of those movies. I, no, that's fair. And I read, it was funny, it's interesting that, that we're talking about this because I've read some other books um, by a guy named Vince Flynn. Um, who wrote about the CIA operative named Mitch Rapp. And Mitch is also kind of this, like, sort of imposing figure. Um, and I liked... Those books got a little bit more formulaic later on, so I kind of stopped reading them. But the first probably six or seven... We're good. My dad and I read them. You know, both read them and liked them and whatever. Um, and I read something that they're making a movie out of one of the Mitch Rapp books. I can't remember which one. But, like, Dylan O'Brien is playing Mitch Rapp. And I'm like... That's really young, I was like, has it? And, Yeah, and I was like, has anyone read the book? Because he's not... Like twenty four. Yeah. Like I like Dylan O'Brien. I'm sure he'll he's be fine. Really but he's a small child. <laughs> like. <laughs> Wait, is that how you feel about Taron Edgerton? Yes. You think he's a small child? Yes. Um, because one of the other people in this Mitch Rapp movie is apparently Taylor Kitsch, and I, when I heard that they're making this movie, <gasps> they should be switched. That's and I was oh. like, oh, this is such a missed opportunity because like, I feel like he has the presence and he's not a child. Yeah, right? but I feel like John Carter from Mars really tarnished Taylor Kitsch's, which is too bad because he's a very good actor. He's very good. Um, if anyone saw the Bang Bag Club, which is very very good, I have not. And he plays Kevin Carter. He's phenomenal. Uh, but like I was just when, so when I heard it, I was like oh he's in this movie and I was like he must be Mitch and then I was like Dylan O'Brien yeah. like, this is bullshit so anyway but will Dylan I watch O'Brien's it got yes. that social media heat though I suppose that's what they look at how many followers people have it's insane well that's a studio system I know but it's so dumb I know because it doesn't make good movies no necessarily it can but it doesn't always make good movies but that's not their aim no it's real dumb it is so what else you got. Um, bum, bum, besides Jack Reacher. Oh yeah, I'm also. I also listen to a, a, a podcast uh, called My Brother, My Brother and Me, and it's these three brothers, the McElroys, and they dole out terrible advice to people. Oh, and it's really funny. Um, uh, I actually heard about it from Lin Manuel because he's like buddies with them. Okay. Uh, and they have a TV show now that was on CISO originally, but CISO isn't in Canada, and they just released it on iTunes for 10 bucks, and it's six episodes. And seriously, if you don't, like, don't buy it on iTunes, I just want you to go on YouTube. They have the third episode, which is about uh, tarantulas, because they have this guy call in, and he says, my wife uh, doesn't want me to get a tarantula, and I want you to help her, help me convince her that that's, like, an okay thing to do. Like, will you guys help me? So what they do is they try to learn more about um, spiders, which I hate spiders more than anything in my life other than injustice and poverty. Um, Come on, Megan, that was a joke for you. (laughs) (laughs) But they have a, a, a tarantula parade, a parade for the awareness of how good tarantulas are to their hometown of Huntington, West Virginia. And okay. it's, like, so ridiculous. It's so funny. Cool. I've heard things about it, but I haven't checked it out. It's it's worth, like, if you just want to try it out, like, their podcast, it takes a while to get used to because all three of their voices sound exactly the same. Okay. They all have this very high nasally 
annoying voice. Okay. But they're really funny people. So I'd try out just the one episode of their TV show on YouTube. That's the third one, you say? I think it's the third one or the fourth one. Yeah. Okay. I will. But everything else is on iTunes. And for the whole series, it's 10 bucks. Oh, wow. And I just bought it. So I was like, whatever. That's awesome. But it's really funny. Cool. But that's the end of my... That's the end of what you got? That's the end of... I have a lot of stuff because I just had more time. Yeah, we've had this like weird five day weekend, and I read a bunch of stuff. Um, so my kids started a novel study um, last week. We started reading *To Kill a Mockingbird*. Yes. And so I gave them Friday's class just to read, and part of what I really liked was watching them read. It was like super fun, just like watching them read stuff. Yeah. Because um, there was you know a couple of girls sitting beside each other, and they were kind of reading about the same pace, and like one would lean over and check and see where her friend was, and then when she like caught up, she'd like point something out, and they were kind of which yeah. was great. Like I love that. active reading. Yeah. Um, they have a reading quiz tomorrow because I'm pretty sure a bunch of them aren't going to finish what they're supposed to finish and I'm going to destroy their souls if they haven't read. Yeah, my grade 11 is supposed to read chapter 7 of Gatsby over the weekend. One chapter? My kids have to read 150 pages. But I also give them 80 minutes in class just to read. So like, But it's the climax. Okay, yeah. yeah. So they're not going to have done it. They're not going to have done it and it's going to be real uncomfortable for yeah, them. Just ruin their souls. So I have this reading quiz that like, well, some of the ones who didn't read will get probably zero. <laughs> the ones who did read will probably get close to 100. Yeah. But while they're doing this, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to, the way I had this unit set up was a lot of, they're doing a lot of sort of independent work and like journaling and yeah. some discussion and that kind of thing. And so I wanted to engage in the process myself, but I didn't want to read To Kill a Mockingbird because I've read it like a hundred million times. Mm-hmm. Um, so I picked this book that I'd been meaning to read. Um, that I've had for a while called Prodigal Summer by Barbara Kingsolver and so I was like okay I'm gonna read this and like I like the way she weaves her stories she's always got like at least two plot lines that kind of intertwine but yeah. they, they appear very separate they're like set in the same place but the stories are very very separate and then they kind of slowly come together um, and like it was like page 8 of this book and I was like I am in like I am 100% page eight. oh yeah wow um, and I blame it on the character it's not so much just like the story but like it was just it was very, very a very compelling read. It's set in like Appalachia, and there's these three very independent, disparate storylines that then, like, when they do come together, it totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one that I really liked was this woman, Deanna. You don't find out her name until like the third chapter that she's in either. That's really annoying. I don't like that. Oh, I liked it very much um, because you don't need. To I don't like it. to obfuscate details, though. It's very purposeful, and there's like there's a very good reason for it because yeah. of the life that she's created for herself and why she's. Okay. But she's, like, working for the National Forest Service, and she's, like, living up in this cabin, and she talks basically to another person, like, once a month. Oh, shit. When he brings her supplies. Like Dream she, life! Yeah, pretty much. I was, like, <laughs> and that's one of the reasons why I was, like, yes, I'm so into this. Um, and then she, like, comes across this stranger who's, like, wandering around these forest lands with a rifle. Right. Um, and there, it's not deer season, and it's not, like, turkey season, and so she's pretty sure he's there to shoot coyotes. Okay. Um, which he is. That's why, ultimately, why he's there. I don't think he ever actually shoots any, but that's why he's come. Is it, is it because they get down to the business? They do get down to the business. Nice. Um, and she's very much, like, one with the environment, like, because she's lived out there for however long. And she'd been married at one point in time, and she's divorced and all this kind of stuff. Um, but there was just something, like, super compelling about the storyline. And I was like, yes, I'm into this. And then one of the other storylines, like, one of the families living down, uh, down the hill from where this Deanna lives is on this farm and her husband dies oh, like no. right at the beginning of their story and she's not a farmer she's not a farm girl she's like a city girl right mm-hmm. she's from like lexington kentucky which isn't like a huge city but you know she's she's from a city and she's like trying to fit in with this like small town big family kind of vibe yeah um and it's super fascinating 
super super fascinating cool um and i just i really love that and so like this stupid character one of uh, right near the end of the book deanna yells out she's like god damn you eddie bondo and that's how i felt about <laughs> him too um because it was just like that character type that i really like mm-hmm. um little bit like little bit of a piece of shit in some ways probably got some like spectacular daddy issues okay it seems to be like a type that that i'm drawn to when i'm reading or watching stuff but he was just very compelling and then he just like leaves it's abandonment man but like it's not a bad thing oh yeah it like you know i i can't i don't want to like yeah but it's not bad that he leaves he doesn't just leave her Mm -hmm. right but like yeah it it was interesting it was very good and you're finished now. And I'm finished, yeah. Oh, I, I could have finished it, like, in a day. Oh. Okay. I probably could have read about half the book in that 80 minutes while my kids were reading, but I had some other stuff to do. Yeah. Um, but while they were reading, I read about mm, 75 pages. Nice. Um, and it was great. It was really, really good. Um, I love that. And it was just nice to, like, have that opportunity at school to do some yeah. reading. Uh, and then I finished it on the weekend. And so now I got to do some, like, writing about it and stuff just to sort of model the process. But, like... So there's obviously there's things I can't share out of the book with my kids because yeah. they're in grade 10. But, like, I really enjoyed it. And so I've been thinking about, like, reading and why I like it so much. And that's one of those things, like, you read something or you see something and it's just, like, it just sits with you. Yeah. And that's one of those books. Just kind of sat there. I agree. That was like that. When we were in Whitehorse, we went to, like, up and down sort of the main street. And it's kind of got, like, a White Ave shop type of situation we went to the independent bookstore there and chris picked out a book of poetry by robert sinclair because he had heard robert the, service robert service well, yeah, yeah robert service um he had heard this poem before which i never had the cremation of sam mcgee you had never heard that poem i've never heard what it. kind of upbringing did you have uh, a saskatchewan one yeah so is this like alberta famous no this is like yukon famous like this is like no like, but like how do you know it if it's yukon famous? because it, we learned about it in school and like it was just a thing yeah well he did too there's no reason chris is reading poetry on his own time um so obviously i'm more gobsmacked about this than i am about jeremy renner <laughs> <laughs> i had no like i had no idea no idea like you there are strange things done in the midnight sun by mm-hmm. the men who moil for co- oh my god i could never heard it what never heard it nothing have you at least read it now? Yeah. Okay. I did, and it's, like, beautiful, and he has that wonderful um, Call of the Wild, one which I yeah. felt extremely yeah. powerful and, and evocative, but, yeah, I, like, that was clearly something that, that spoke to him, but he's, he's like, going to where it happened or something right. like that. Yeah, that's cool. Because, yeah, there's that, there's the creation of Sam McGee, and then there's the shooting of Dan McGrew, which is the that most one other, I read like, as well. yeah. sort of long long form i have a illustrated version of the cremation of sam mcgee mm-hmm. that's like it's super cool um and all of the illustrations like at the end when he's like in the oven or whatever because he's still yeah, alive yeah, yeah. right um there's the picture of him like you can't make out any of his features but you can see like that he's this man like sitting in this fire like in his long johns and like Cause that's traumatizing but it's not no it's like it's is. like it's all very brightly colored and like painted like it's, yeah. it looks like a painting and it's super super cool um, i can't believe you've never heard that never like was it like that's insane was it made into like a cartoon or something like i don't know how everybody knows this except that was something that i just remember like reading in elementary school like it was just a thing that we read why would you read that and not let that's 
It's a dark poem. Yeah, but it's got like that bouncy rhythm to it, and like you don't notice about you don't notice the darkness of poems. I guess so. Um, like one of my favorite poems from when I was a kid is um, "Garbage Delight," and it's literally about eating garbage, <laughs> 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 which is fitting for all of this. <laughs> but like, um, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I guess so. And, and like the Shel Silverstein poems that are like real dark, real dark, but also like kid friendly. Was, is he the one who suffered from depression? I think so. Yeah. And he wrote to, like... Alleviate like himself. Yeah, as, like, a, a cathartic process. Yeah. Um, I can't believe you've never heard that. That's insane. No. And Chris, he had, like, the same reaction. And it was like, hold on, mister. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Chris's talk about on this who's one. more aware of things in the world right now. Yeah. I'm on Chris's side on this one. I'm shocked. <sighs> shocked and appalled. Shocked and appalled. Shocked and appalled. Um, but yeah, it's funny, like, that kind of, like, reading or whatever. Because every once in a while, I'll go back, like, I was at the bookstore earlier today, um, looking for a book for a baby. Um, and I don't like buying, like, baby books, because they cost, like, $10 for a board book, and there's, like, 10 pages. Yeah. Like, 19 words. That's stupid. And it's like, cow. Yeah. Horse. So I didn't end up buying one. I'll have to go back at some point in time. But I was poking around, and they have got all this, like, Canadian stuff. Yeah. Because for, like, the Canada 150. Yeah, whatever. yeah. So, um, and some of the kids' stuff. And there was, like, copies of the hockey sweater. And someone has made, like, an illustrated version of um, the good old hockey game. Yeah. And stuff. Oh, cool. Um, but, I, like, the hockey sweater is probably my favorite kids' book, maybe. Yeah. Um, even though that, that whole rivalry thing, like, doesn't matter anymore. But it's just, like, I remember reading it and I remember really loving it and sort of, like, feeling it somehow. Well, it seems like it's such a, a standard novel is it even really no, a novel? It's not a novel? No, it's like 32 pages long. Yeah. But, but it's like an like, elementary school. For an elementary yeah. reader, that would be yeah. long length, right? Yeah. And it's just like a standard thing that everybody does because yeah. it's accessible. Yeah. And so, like, but it's funny, like, reading. Propaganda. Oh, 100%. <laughs> 100%. Um, but it's funny, like, thinking about, like, how people read and what people read and, like, because we share books sometimes. Yeah. Um, I don't like all the ones that you like. No, I don't I, like your favorite book. And I don't. That India one. Why not? Oh, my God, I love it so much. I can't stand books about child molestation. Fair. But the... Oh, it's so beautiful. No, I disagree. Oh, my God. I, just, I hated ah, it. I hated it. <laughs> this is bit... Oh, my God, it's so good. Um, we're talking about The God of Small Things, by the way, by Aaron Daddy Roy. Uh, I think it's brilliant. Um, but, like, it's interesting. Yeah, and I don't like all the books that you've recommended Mm-mm. like I read The Lake House didn't love it it wasn't the best one um no. but I just love that genre yeah and that's cool like that's totally not my jam yep. but like some of the stuff that I do read is we would not expect me to like like I'm a, I'm a big fan of like summer beach reads because they're easy yeah and they're fast and they're fast and like and you and me like crush books because yes. we're real fast readers um, and so like I will read a book if, if it is set in like Cape Cod or Nantucket I'm in it, I don't even care what oh, happens oh really I will read it yeah okay yeah that's like a thing that I will do I'm not into that I'm more into like the Jack Reacher I like a crime mystery I like something to solve I like things set in like 1900 to 1955 give me those I like books where stuff blows up um yeah one of my favorite authors for that is um oh what is his name Ted Bell yeah Ted Bell um I was gonna say Alexander Bell I was like no that's not the right because <laughs> the character's name is Alexander Hawk so oh, okay and he writes these he's like this British Secret Service or whatever I don't know he's, he's like a super oh. spy but he's like super wealthy 
Um, so he's kind of James Bondish, but like yeah. not James Bond, but not quite. Um, and Less just misogynistic. Yes, and shit just blows up, and like people die, and I love it. Love that. Yeah, and I think there's seven or eight of them now, and they're all like meaty books, or like yeah, in the pocketbook format. They're like but not everything. Six hundred and fifty pages, which I like because it'll take me a little bit of time to get, get into it. that. Yeah, yeah. If it's shorter than like three, I generally don't. It's not worth it. Sometimes it is. There's some, every once in a while I'll find a book that is short and I love it. Yeah, well I guess Gatsby's 172. Yeah, and it's 100% worth reading. Yeah. But like, yeah, there are some books where, my dad has the same thing, like if it's, I think for him if it's under 400 pages, he won't buy it. Well yeah, because like, books are so friggin' expensive. They are. They really are. Um, because yeah, I was looking today for myself too, I didn't buy anything for myself either, but I was looking at like, um... A book by Greg Isles, and it's the third in a trilogy. Um, I still haven't finished the second one. But each of the three books in this trilogy are, like, 800 pages long. Yeah. Which, I mean, the first one only took me, I don't know, like, two days to read. That's why I liked Pillars Pillars of the Earth. Yeah. Because it was real long. And, oh, God, it spanned so many years, too. And you get to see the, like, full life cycle of all those characters. Um, and then That's the second, And then the second one, like, the life cycle of the church, right? A world without yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't I, like that one as much. No, I didn't either. Pillars of the Earth was real good. Um, because you, the building mattered less to me than yes. the people. Have you ever read anything by Edward Rutherford? Uh, I don't know. He writes these really cool histories of places, essentially. Like, oh, in okay. fiction. So instead of, like, writing about people, he writes, like, a, he's got one about, like, Sarum, like, around Stonehenge. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he's got one about, like, the Old Forest, and he's got one. There's a Russia one. He's got one in New York. He's got a couple set in Ireland. He's got one in Paris. And so what he does is he takes, like, one in London. So he takes, like, five or six families yeah and he starts like way back and then he and threads then these stories the through with these like interwoven like family stories oh cool um in the london one he starts like in roman times and then works oh, his whoa. way forward and like one of the families in, in i can't remember what their name is but their like distinguishing feature um they all have like a shock of gray hair oh, in amongst their black okay. hair so then you can tell that there's that family this, member yeah and it's use. it's pretty cool Oh, nice. Um, I'll have to look that Because that's, that's my jam. I do like historical fiction, so. Yeah. And I like it, too, because it's not just a story about a particular family or a particular person. Yeah. Like, it, it's about the place, and then the people kind of create the story And then it gives it. you more freedom, too, to yes. talk about the place in different ways. Yeah, and how, like, your aristocratic family utilizes it, and you're, like, the poor family or the servant family or whatever. And it's it's interesting. I really like those. Oh, cool. I'll have to take a look-see. Um, Over summer when I have time to read. Somewhat. Speaking of that, Chris and I, um, he wants to read Mockingbird along with us. Okay. So I got the Audible copy. Okay. For when we drive home from Yukon. Well, uh, you're going up like at the end of school or whatever? Yeah. Okay. June 30th. Okay, let me know. And I gifted him, because we figured out how to do it, 1984. Oh, nice. So we can do that one too? If we want to. I don't know that one at all. Th- There's two very political books back to back, though. But very different. Like, politically different. Uh, I think. Kind of. Might be do- good to do something modern as well. Um, so we'll start with Mockingbird and then we'll go yeah. from there. Okay, cool. Um, We've got cues. We also have our American presidents. Yay! Which, so I just, like, looked, because I got all these notifications on Twitter, and I was like, what the hell? And then I was like, oh, we did run a poll. That is correct. Yeah. Um, so, round two is over. Our semifinal matchups are Abraham Lincoln mm-hmm. versus FDR. No surprise there. And JFK 
versus Obama. Also no surprise. Also no surprise. I'm... I feel like we rigged this by, like, ordering it the way we did Well, no, because we tried to pick prominent ones, and it doesn't... doesn't help that three-quarters of American presidents are terrible. Or that no one knows who they are. True. Right. Um, so I don't know. What do you think for these matchups? I think there's going to be recency bias for I Obama. I 100% agree with actually recency bias for both of them. Probably. I think Lincoln was a better president, but FDR is probably going to win. Yeah. Both died midterm. Mm-hmm. Can't say that about the second one. Thank God. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. And I think Kennedy was a good president, too. Um, but I think he had a short term. He didn't even finish the full term either, right? Not like- Yeah, I don't. I honestly don't know much about his politics, To I'll need to do some reading before I decide there. Yeah, that's my prediction. I think Lincoln was a better president, but I think FDR will win. Yeah. And then it's probably going to be FDR and Obama. And I feel like recency bias will. I don't know there. We'll name Obama. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not, because FDR did some pretty good shit. And he also wasn't responsible for dropping the bomb. That's true. Fucking Truman. Truman. God damn it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we'll post that later today. You know what, Truman? Because I was prepping my kids, or prepping some stuff for the Crucible. So I was like putting together kind of a historical context PowerPoint. And Truman had some like calm things to say about mm-hmm. McCarthyism. I was like, okay, Truman, you got one point. Mm-hmm. Got one point there. Man, that was a wild time. It was a wild time. Speaking of wild times, Donald Trump, last week when he said uh, that... No, no, just <laughs> and just because we're talking specifically about this. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. The idea that he's like the most... Ill-treated. Ill-treated Trump. politician in history. And I was like, mm, I feel like the corpse of Nelson Mandela might have something to say about that. Or the corpse of JK. Or the corpse of Lincoln. Or, or McKinley, who was shot at. Or yep. Teddy Roosevelt, who was shot at. Reagan. Reagan um, was shot at. <laughs> Give me a break. Sweden has had a number of prime ministers that were assassinated. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Well, and like, um, like Lincoln was absolutely pilloried in the media for his stance on slavery. Oh, totally. Which As like was FDR with all the war. Yeah, which like makes everything. Lincoln's stance on it all the more remarkable. Yeah, that he maintained that without because he felt it was the right thing yeah. to do. Um, but anyway. <laughs> I saw a really great video of the Pope and Donald Trump today, and you should see the side eye. It was, yeah. like, full-on, like, Larry David side eye from the Pope. Did you also see Melania, like, slapping his hand away? I did. She's got some stories. I need her to I read a thing. I, I don't know if this will ever be confirmed for real, real, but, like, that apparently they had, she had drawn up divorce papers, and they've been signed but not filed, and then he won <gasps> the election. Fucking hell. Yeah. Oh, divorce him, girl. But... I wonder if part of whatever... Because how much more negative shit would be on him if he was divorced yes. mid-term? <gasps> Maybe she's just waiting. Maybe oh she is God. just waiting. And you know that would not be settled out of court. Oh, no. Okay. And I read this, so I don't and I don't know if it's true, but who, the guy that tweeted it was like, you know, he's like, I have, you know, on condition of anonymity... This is the this information been, I have. This is the information that I have, um, and it may come out at some point. And then people are like, well, if they had filed for divorce, it would be in public record. And he's like, uh, what I said was the papers were signed but not filed. Yeah. And people are like, well, it would be public record. And he's like, no, no, no. signed but not filed. <laughs> people on the internet are dumb. Yeah. To, um, be, to be clear, divorces are very sad. Yeah. But what an interesting development piece of information. Yes. If nothing else. Juicy. I really can't wait for the tell-all. Oh, God. 
read the shit out of that. Yeah. Like, screw Ivanka and whatever she's, yeah. quote unquote, writing. Even if Michelle Obama writes the book first and then Melania presents it as her, as her own, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even care. That got me real good. Yes. That got me real good. Um, okay. We have so many questions. We have so many questions. Thank you for questions. Yeah. Um, Can I start with Steve's first? You are more than welcome to start with Steve's. Okay. So Steve sent it to me, and I was just funny because I have no idea if Steve even listens. If so, hi, Steve. How's Red Deer? It's pretty terrible. Um, He said, I'm going to chew on my sweater. Uh, If alternate universes exist, there is a universe where the ducks win the cups this year. So what other absolute trash is happening in that universe? Just garbage. It's a big question. Chris Brown and Rihanna still together. Ooh, good call. Yeah. Oh, that's, I feel real bad for Rihanna for that. Oh, did you hear that her and Lupita Nyong'o are apparently making yes, a movie that, like, Ava buddy? Yes, yes! Oh, my God, I know. It's going to be so good. That's going to be so good. Um, other terrible things in that universe. I'm going to say, ooh, Chris Evans' sexual assault scandal. Yeah, probably. Ooh. Yeah, 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 okay. Um, um, other terrible things. I'm also going to say... Oh, the Minnesota Vikings would have won the Super Bowl <laughs> by now, probably. I'm also going to say <laughs> North Korea atomic bomb. Yeah, or Iran. One of the two. Or Iran. Yeah, yeah. like legitimately for real. Sure. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. Toby Keith is still relevant. Sick burn, Toby Keith. <laughs> Take it. Um, oh, this book. This is something in this book. Sorry that it just like dawned on me. Okay. Um, one of the one of the characters in this book. Speaking of like country musicians, um, <laughs> this Deanna who like lives on the hillside. She mentioned that like at one point in time when she still like used to be part of public life, she'd like go to bars and like listen to music and stuff. And yeah. she used to see these like sisters. She's like, I think they were called the Dixie Chicks. And then this Eddie Bondo was like, Yeah, everybody's heard of them. And she's like, Oh, like she had no idea that they had like become famous. Because she's been living in this... Interesting fact. I saw the Dixie Chicks play uh, at Tellus Field in, like, 1997. Oh, wow. Like, after the baseball games, they used to have concerts and stuff. Yeah. Wow. Didn't know who they were. They're pretty But they did sing, I think, Wide Open Spaces. And, like, everybody was singing along, and I was, like, seven. And I was, like cool i hate country music <laughs> thanks for taking me to this day. oh country music is so good oh um, country music tragedy in this alternate universe tim mcgraw and faith hill have divorced <gasps> or they never got married oh even worse even worse even worse yeah and like vince gill's still making music <laughs> <laughs> i'm also gonna say taylor hall never born <laughs> what what that would be that's garbage that is tragedy. absolute fucking trash yeah or like Sidney Crosby never born mm. oh my god world would be changed yeah would be changed I don't like it um what about good things that would happen in this alternate universe if the ducks are winning the Stanley Cup maybe we still have Taylor Hall maybe what that so that's the question what are we willing to compromise because the ducks win the cup well, like if that's the bad thing, if that's the bad. What the, victory are we? Okay, to have if that's like world? the worst bad thing, that's not that bad. That's true. I mean, really. That's true. Like, I mean, fuck the ducks, but still. Yeah. Um, mm. what kind of? I don't know. Well, like hopefully Hillary won. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Ideally. Ideally, actually, Hillary won two thousand and eight. So true. That's what should have so happened. True. So true. Fuck. Um. They could have been set. I know. Anyway. Um. Yeah, that, sure. 
Bill Clinton was never impeached. I don't know. Um, yeah, because that goes all the way back. Yeah. Maybe no 9-11? Yeah, maybe. That'd be nice. Which would mean, like, a whole lot of this bullshit rhetoric... Wouldn't exist? Wouldn't exist, which means, like, Donald Trump wouldn't be a thing. Yeah. And neither would, like, Ted Cruz or Marco Rubio. Oh, God, can you imagine? What a world. Well, that's the end of my imagination. Thanks for the question, though, Steve. That's a good question. I like that. That was a question. Um, okay, we have a whole bunch from the Twitter machine. Um, Dennis asks, can you talk about Taylor Swift for an hour and Taylor Field and Regina for another hour? I cannot. Um, I, for either of those two, I literally cannot. I really don't like Taylor Swift. I like Taylor Swift's music uh, most of the time. I saw a video um, <laughs> the other day of James Corden asking Harry Styles about one of the songs on like the One Direction album that he had like apparently written about yeah. Taylor Swift. First of all, I don't believe Harry Styles writes any music, but I love his new album. But continue. Um, but anyway, it was really funny because James Corden was just using like Taylor Swift songs in like the question. <laughs> He's talking about like bad oh blood and how you got to shake it off like it was really really yeah. funny and like Harry Styles was just like if possible getting smaller and smaller and smaller as these questions were happening um and it made me chuckle um and as for Taylor Field and Regina I went to Taylor Field last year it was great I went to a football game we had a wonderful time yep can't I've do it for there. an hour I'm sorry Dennis I've been there as a child but I would like to say that that game that I went to and all my friends who like made fun of me for being a Riders fan they beat the Eskimos did I tell and the Eskimos you? and the Riders won the same number of Grey Cups last year so did I tell you my traumatic experience at Taylor Field? No, but I'd love to hear it. I was a child, like maybe six, and my neglectful parents let me go to the washroom at a football stadium alone. With, like, the fucking ramps and stuff? I'm pretty sure. Oh, my God. I don't really remember it except for this traumatic experience. And I came okay. back lost and sat with a family that was not mine, and I didn't know it. And I didn't know where I was, where they were. Oh, no. Yeah. Thanks, family. Thanks, family, for that. Um, So, sorry, Dennis. I apologize. I can't do it. Um, Matt wanted us to, uh, Matt Barwick wanted us to talk about Taylor Hall for two hours. And we might someday. I think that's like a Taylor Hall birthday present in November that we could do. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um. So just stay tuned. Uh, Librarian Mike says, "Who has the cutest kids?" And by default, there is oh, only one right that answer. That picture was so cute. Because Mike. we don't have children. No, we don't. Um. So Mike wins. Mike wins. Uh, Clay wants to know: Can we get an update on the Chris Russell extension? Uh, rewind, because <laughs> we talked about it for way longer than we should have. Uh, and then we got a just a fuck ton of replies about that too. I know. I was um, just like, ignore, ignore, ignore. <laughs> Uh, our friend Aaron Kelly, who's not real, um, because <laughs> we never see him anymore. <laughs> Who is an internet bot at this point? Um, his Twitter name is Mysterious Aaron, so... Oh my god, is that because of us? Maybe. It could very well be. I would Selfishly, like to take credit for it. yes. I'm gonna take your credit Um, his question is, can you give a synopsis on the first Hunger Games book? Bracket, asking for a friend. Okay, so here, I was thinking about this last night because I saw it, and I was like, what's a good food metaphor for this? Okay. And I think I got it. Okay. Katniss, she's a poutine. Okay. She's got it all. She's got the skills. She's got the looks. She's beautiful, but under-respected. Okay. Okay. Peta or Gail, this is, depends on your interpretation of those two. Okay. I think Gail is a sweet potato. He's a pale imitation of what potatoes could be. Okay. But Peta, baked potato. What is your response to this? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, with a baked potato, this is this is maybe, I don't know how I feel about this metaphor, because you can add things to a baked potato. Yes. To make it worthy of consumption. Which they do to pita, I believe. 
Because Peter's kind of inherently a little bit creepy. Yeah, so is Gail, though. I feel like, yes, but I think Peter in the beginning is creepier because he's, like, been in love with her since... But how much of that is Haymitch creating a narrative for the television show? Mm Mm-mm. You think it's all real? No, but I think, like, when Peter's like, oh, you know, like, when he talks about, like, Seeing her with her braids and, like... Right, right, All of that. That's real. That's That's real. real. Yes. And I think that's creepy. Fair. Because then Katniss, who's, like, all closed off and whatever, how is she supposed to respond to that? She gives him some of her cheese. (laughs) And her Um, gravy. And she tries to choke him. (laughs) That's true. Right? Because she's pissed. Yeah. And I don't blame her, right? Because that's, like, um, kind of as, like, later on when Gail kisses her or whatever, and she's like, yo, bro, what? Like, it's very... Which, if I was kissed by a sweet potato, no thanks. <laughs> but, like, sometimes sweet potatoes are what you want. Never. Like sweet potato sweet fries? Sweet potatoes are never... Comparison to real potatoes? Oh, like, what about a sweet potato pie? No. Have you ever had a sweet potato pie? No, because well, sweet then, potatoes are garbage. They are not. Sweet potato. Oh, fuck. Sweet potatoes with, like, like maple syrup and brown sugar and, no. like, to make it, like, a dessert. Oh, God. You're no. messing up. No. Nope. Nope. Um, you can't put sugar on Gale. He sure tries. Yeah, but it doesn't work. Doesn't work. Fair, fair. Then maybe he's like, maybe they're both just like plain old baking potatoes, but <laughs> but Gail's like a russet potato, which is like a good baking potato, right? And no amount of shit that you add to it covers up the fact that it's a fucking potato. Okay, so what's Pita then? He's like a Yukon Gold. Mm, see, this is what I'm into because he is blonde. <laughs> <laughs> So, Aaron Kelly, if you're wondering what The Hunger Games is about, in a real quick synopsis. <laughs> it's about a prepared poutine <laughs> who has to go on a journey of self-discovery. About 150 years after Donald Trump leaves office, um, The Hunger Games starts <laughs> because there's a rebellion. And because of the nuclear fallout, yes. everyone is personified vegetables. Yes. Um, and, and, the st- and the states are eliminated and are renamed as districts. And Correct. I'm pretty sure the capital is like around Denver. Ish. That's kind of the assumption. Agreed. Um, And, like, your district is based on industrial production. Yes. Of something. Of some kind of thing. And so, like, in wherever Katniss lives in District 12, it's, like, coal mining region, like, Appalachia, like, that part of the world. Um, I don't know what happens to the rest of the world outside of Panem. They don't tell you? Don't know. Don't care. Um, I sort of am putting it in the same universe as, like... um, in 1984? Snowpiercer? <laughs> no, but like, no, but like 1984, like those, in my mind, they kind of exist at the same time. Like all the shit that's happening, like in, in 1984. Yeah. Um, where like the, you know, East Asia and whatever, like, we've always, like that kind of stuff, I feel like kind of or like could, men in could the exist. High yes, it could exist okay, at okay. that same time. Sort of adjacent to. Yes. But essentially, the Hunger Games are just like um, kids killing each other. For fun. For fun and sport. And, to uh, devote loyalty back to the capital to show force and strength. Yeah. And but it's really about personified potatoes. Potatoes. I like that you chose potatoes. Of course I'm going to choose potatoes. I was eating a baked potato last night and I was like, <laughs> got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, Aaron Kelly. I hope that helps. Ask hope, one of your students. They probably could tell you. I hope it didn't help at all. Um... Uh, David wants to know, this is a great question, um, if Eddie Munster's mom is a vampire and his dad is a Frankenstein, like Frankenstein's monster, why is Eddie Munster a werewolf? It is a perverse, supernatural slave factory, (laughs) wherein 
children are adopted. <laughs> like, I literally don't have an answer to this question. I don't know. That's what we call a bad television writing. Um, Tom, shout out to Tom. He wants to know, when Jordan Everly plays his first Battle of Alberta as a Calgary Flame, <laughs> will he score a hat trick or a rooster trick versus Edmonton? I think he's going to score a rooster trick, and the fourth goal will be a toe drag. Um, <laughs> none of this offends me, which I feel is very powerful. No, you don't care? I don't care. I don't care either. Um, I just don't care. I don't care enough to have an answer about Jordan Everly. Sorry, Tom. It's a good question. It is a good I question. Just, just don't care about there Jordan There you go. Rooster trick. Fourth goal. Sure. Yeah, fourth goal, toe drag. Um, Fuck, all four of them could be toe drags. Who gives a shit? No, three of them will be it deflections in off. <laughs> three of them will be deflections uh, in off of. Um, Tim Talbot's ass? No, um, Chris Russell, who is <laughs> playing for the Flames. <laughs> this is going to happen. <laughs> no, he'll still be playing for the Oilers because they'll sign him to like an $8 million deal. That's um, Amanda wants to know about the Getzlaff thing. Yes. It's a good question. Uh, if Getzlaff had instead said, suck my cock, do you think the reaction would have been different? Yes. Probably. Because it's not an inherent slur towards the person. No. It's a request? Demand? In French, that would be an imperative, right? Like a statement. <laughs> yes. Right? So yes. there you go. Um, Jess wants to know what am I supposed to watch now that Riverdale is over? Oh, I've got so many things. Okay, give her some. And then there's a second part of this question. Okay. Well. Uh, on Netflix, love Kimmy Schmidt, love Sense 8. No one's watching Sense 8, and it's a good show. There's two seasons now. Um, uh, we've talked about Outlander. What else did I just watch? All the Star Treks are on there. I'm wearing my Star Trek shirt. Starfleet Academy recruit. She just unzipped her hoodie to show you all the shirt that she's wearing. I'm showing you, Megan. Yeah, it's an see. awesome shirt. Um, and the second part of Jess's question then is, is season two of Outlander worth finishing or should I wait until season three comes out? Oh, that's a good question. Mm, oh, yeah. I think I would how, wait. Wait, how... How far are you in the season? I'd finish up the France stuff because I think the France stuff is better than the Scotland stuff. Yes. So I'd stop there. Yeah. And then when they get back to Scotland, you could probably watch every other episode and be fine. Yeah, because the second book is definitely subpar. Yes. And third book spectacular. Oh, so good! I can't wait for it. Oh my god. I don't oh my god! Until September. I don't even care. I. Uh, it's just gonna be so great. I know. Um. So yeah, I would binge when the third one comes out. Um, what other things on Netflix, though? I'm even trying to think. Master of we talked about. Mm -hmm. uh, I really like um, Mozart in the Jungle, which still no one is watching. It's driving me crazy. Oh, I'm watching American Gods as well. I'm not crazy into it. That's on Amazon Prime, too. I think it's, it's, it's a star right show, I think, right now. Yeah, right? it's on stars. I don't have stars, so. Um, it's okay. Brooklyn Nine-Nine season four is now on Netflix. Sweet, amazing. Just had this, the season finale was just last night, so the whole season four. Um, I watched the first half of season four of The Mindy Project. It's, oh, <sighs> I know. I like that show in spite of Mindy. She's the worst character on the show. Because. Uh, well, Danny is horrific to her. Yes, but she kind of brings about 98% of that on herself, because she's pretty horrific to him, too. Yeah, that's true. She can't. Um, they sort of just kind of deserve each other in the way that, like, Tom and Daisy kind of deserve each other. Oh, hundred percent. I'm into that. Um, yeah, but I'm, I just watched the end of what's on Netflix and like, fuck. What happened in the last one that you watched? Okay, so spoilers in case anyone cares. Um, Ben is gonna propose to her. 
Yes. And she freaks out. Yes. And then Ben's daughter is like, no, I really want you to marry my dad. Yeah. And because then we could be a family. Like, and there's this appeal. And I think the implicate, like, they get they get married as far as I can tell. I remember it's been so long. And then she like sits down on the subway, and then she's just like looking longingly out the window at like what I presume to be like the remnants of her old life. And I'm like, God damn it, Mindy! If you break up with this guy too, yeah, you need to stop because now there's children involved and like, and there's which is so why much previous to that, there's so much back and forth with Danny where she like can't decide and they have like <sighs> one night stands and they're I trying know. to figure it out. And I'm just like, no, it's yeah. not worth it. Um, so you could watch that, but just be prepared to hate Mindy because she's kind of, like all of the like all of the other characters are amazing. Every time Peter comes back, it's a delight, and Morgan is incredible. Oh my god, when Peter wasn't working, <laughs> and like happy endings. If it's still on Netflix, you should watch that. If you've never, uh, that was a good show. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, there's a really great Varsity Blues joke in there somewhere. Is there? Oh, it's just the best. I can't. It's so good. Um, I'm just looking at my Netflix. Uh, and then we got some questions. Um, I'm going to check my own Twitter first before we go to this one, because I like these questions, and I like Mike, so. Um, we got some other stuff from other people, but I don't remember where they got to. Oh, um, Tyler wants to know, what do I do now that I've caught up and don't have roughly 14 consecutive hours of YouTube in my ear holes? The answer is, just wait. <laughs> just wait. There's got another one coming. a lot of really good podcasts out there. There are. I have, like, 12 of them that I listen to on the reg. So if you need recommendations, send me tweets. That's true. Um, Start with my brother, my, my brother and me. Start at, like, episode 250, because there's, like, 400 of them, and then work your way forward. That's what <laughs> I would do. Oh. Yeah. So, so you also have a really cool one with their dad called The Adventure Zone, where they play Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. It's really fucking funny. All right. It sounds super nerdy and terrible, but it's really funny. And they have, like, great storytelling missions that they go on, and it's it's really good. Um, there was some discussion about bananas. Don't. Don't at me with bananas, you guys. Kelsey doesn't like bananas. You're all wrong. She is. They're an abomination. There's a reason that there's only one DNA strand of bananas. It's because God was telling us that they're terrible. Um, I am an atheist. <laughs> you are... Wow. That's a... Whew. That is a thought. Um, I'm just trying to think. Yeah, I don't think there's anything else. There was another question, but I don't remember. But we got some really good uh, questions from Mike Fail, because uh, he's the greatest. And his first question was, answer questions about my existence. And then we were like, please be more specific. Um, because, because. Um, that's a little bit... It's a bit broad. A little bit broad. So, uh, he, he asked us four questions, and we're going to attempt to address all of them. Yes. Um, why is Mike Fail the best? Because uh, he's a good content boy on Twitter.com. Yeah, uh, I love the idea of content boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mike Fail, colon, content boy. That he should be. Absolutely. He should be a good content boy. Uh, no, because Mike Fail makes great, great stuff, and he's very smart. Mm-hmm. Um, and... He's a Flames fan. But he does like Taylor Hall. But he does like Taylor Hall, but he's also, like, not blinded by his team. Yes. And, like, is able to be critical about... Which we appreciate. His own team and other teams without being a dick about it. Yes. Um, which is awesome. Why have we not had Mike Fallon on our show yet? Because we haven't had any guests yet. We're getting there. We're still trying to figure it out. Yeah. We don't really know how this is going to go. No. But once we do have guests, Mikey will be one of our guests. Mm-hmm. We've got a few ideas and some people who have agreed, and we're just 
I think it's better to wait till after hockey season's over because then that twenty minutes can be filled with other stuff. Yeah. yeah, or more than twenty minutes, more than so we 20 can minutes, focus. Yeah. yeah, whatever. Um, why do all the new girls on Tinder ghost me? Uh, I think you're on Tinder. Because well, <laughs> you're on Tinder, but also because they're probably jerks. Because if they took like five minutes to get to know you, they wouldn't ghost you. But also, you're on Tinder. But also, like, I don't want to have this as a thing against women on Twitter or on Tinder. I'm sure the guys ghost girls. Oh, of course, just as often. Um, and then his last question is, "What is life?" And uh, it's a series of it's disappointments art. punctuated by a little bit of happiness. Art that I've made today. She made a flower for Taylor Hall. I did. And a heart. And a heart. Um, um, no, you're so pessimistic about life. I'm not. Life is beautiful. I was just able to fly thousands of kilometers to see my husband in a place where at midnight it was light outside. That's crazy. It was wonderful. I took a drive last night after the movie. I uh, went out to Elk Island, and I took pictures of the stars, and I got super lucky, because mm-hmm. um, I like, could see, like, the band of the galaxy in some of my photos, and I, like, didn't know that was going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay. It was very clear last night. It was very, very clear. Before this garbage. Yeah. <laughs> my living room window is leaking, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> um, we shall see. Um, what is life? I don't know. It's not... But it is. And a lot of... Like, once you get older, it's not that it's not joyous, but it is, like... A series of disappointments listen, punctuated by moments of joy. Yes, but but it's just life it's, is unsatisfying because life is unsatisfying. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm just I'm just saying that's what it is. I'm not like yes, it's I not a pessimistic viewpoint. I agree. It just with is you. in a way. Life is great, and like I, I'm not talking about like existential disappointment. Like sometimes, like oh fuck, I forgot to buy milk. Like do you know what I mean? Like sometimes it's just like a series of those things punctuated by like hey, that's a nice sunset. You know? You gotta balance it out. Is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yes. I agree. Um, I don't think we have any more questions. Um, I'm pretty sure that's all we got. Um, we will not talk about Taylor Hall for two hours. Not yet. It's, it's a little Taylor Hall birthday present. We will. Someday though. Because we're just the worst. Um, anyway. Thank yous? Yeah, I think that's it, Hey. I don't have anything else. No. Um, oh, you go ahead. You've got one there. Mm. I just told Tom that we'd send him a shout-out. So, um, shout-out to Tom. Thanks for listening and asking us good questions. Even though you brought lots of flame talk into our, yeah. into our Twitter it's feed. Like, I don't get Too much. Too many things. I don't got time for this. And I want to shout-out my great husband, who is in Whitehorse, alone, all day, but is still wonderful. And I get to see in four more weeks. <laughs> yeah. Is he coming back for his grad? Yes. The, like, 17th or whatever. So. Okay. Um, so else? you can follow us uh, on Twitter at GarbageFirePod, of course. But our individual Twitter handles, I am GarbageFireKels. And you can find me at Mig14. And we are on iTunes. Please review us. Uh, and, you know, maybe a five-star to balance out that shitty one. Uh, and SoundCloud and now on Google Play, which uh, I believe Dave double-checked for yes, us. Yes, and we are there. And we are there. I still couldn't figure out where to find it or how to find it, but I'm glad that he found it and is there. Um, and there's one other thing I want to say about iTunes. I'm going to forget. I don't know either. I don't know either. Okay. Um, you can also fire us an email if you want. Um, at garbagefirepodcast at gmail.com Correct. And if there's like stuff you want us to talk about, let us know. Mm-hmm. We are more than happy to happy to oblige because like at some point in time the hockey's going to be over. Yes. 
And then what? Um, we, you can also check our website at garbagefirepod.wordpress.com for links, fun photos, and show notes. Um, our header photo today is going to be amazing. Because <laughs> Kelsey was making art. <laughs> I was making a lot of art There today. was a plastic snowmobile involved. <laughs> there was. <laughs> uh, so not a bulldozer, it would be m- a little bit more poetic. It would. Um, oh, but I wouldn't want to. Okay. And yeah, I think that's all we got. Got real sloppy this time. <laughs> yeah, we kind of did get a little bit sloppy, but, 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 according to my computer, we have 428 hours and 30 minutes left to talk about Taylor Hall. Perfect. Which may just address, like, his rookie season. Possibly. <laughs> we could do a real deep dive. And I look forward to it. We could. That's crossing the line. <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> that is crossing the line in a big way. Okay. So at least there is a line, and now we know what it is. I don't think we do. I, I sure don't. Nah, no. But that's it this week. So uh, thank you for listening as always, and see you all in the dumpster. <laughs>